This week on the BAMPcast, for our sesquicentisode, we've got one question. What's wrong with you? 150 stars, we're in. All right, and welcome to the BAMPcast. Hey, BAMPcast. Episode 150. Huzzah. Super size. Super size spy special twofer. Super size spy special. What, wait, what was it yesterday? What was it last week? The I don't spy, know. Spytacular? I don't remember what we, we said. Spymate. <laughs> no, don't bring up Spymate <laughs> again. Spymate 2. Damn it. Spry State mate. of the Union. We should have watched that. Yeah, we should <laughs> <No>. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm the Beach. And I'm Chuck. And what we do each and every one of these wonderful 150 plus episodes mm. is... Uh, we we uh, we go and we watch what? a bad movie. <laughs> I forgot what we did. <laughs> we did. <laughs> and uh, then we come in here we talk about it for about 30, 45 minutes, and then the movies get a rating. Good, bad movies, enjoyable, bad movies get one to five jocks, as in robot jocks. Hooray! Yeah. Hell and yeah. bad, bad movies, as in stay away. They get a negative sliding scale, one to five bags, as in douchebags after Twilight. Boop, boop. Hell no. Yes. So, uh, whatever this spectacular that we're doing, this little double feature. Yeah. Uh, that ends now. Again. <laughs> yes, it's over. Uh, we decided to end it with our pow, our buddy Ice Cube, the Cube, and yeah. Triple X, the State Time of the Cube. Union mm-hmm. from 2005, also known as Triple X Squared, the Next Level. That is a terrible title. No, yeah, State should, yeah. of the Triple X, Union. State of the Union. Other countries yes, should not second level. guess our titles. No, no, <laughs> stop it. This is America. They just didn't want to make them jealous about our union. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, let's get a, a plot summary out of the way so we can talk further about this movie. Mm-hmm. Good luck. NSA agent Augustus Gibbons, fresh off the success of his last renegade recruitment, once again finds himself in need of an outsider. Gibbons and his new agent must track a dangerous military splinter group led by General George Deckard that is conspiring to overthrow the U.S. government in the nation's capital. Lofty. Lofty. Yes, yeah, so basically, his plan is to kill everyone that's between him and his ascension to the presidency. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then that's blame, a good plan. And I then like blame it. it on other people. Right. That's my plan. Because patriotism. Yeah. Or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that damn president's a freaking peacemonger. Yeah, he was all like, <laughs> yeah. we need what to make thinking? our enemies our friends, so... Yeah, we're going to cut our military budget and yeah. give it to foreign aid so everybody love us. Yay. Never do that. No. Mm-mm. There's always a general waiting to kill you as soon yes. as you do that sort of thing. That's why we're at war. Yeah. So for homework, <laughs> I think... <laughs> yes, Chuck, that is exactly the reason that happened. Thank you, social commentary, Thanks, Charles. Thanks, Willem Dafoe. <laughs> sure. So, for homework, I think three out of the four of us watched the first Triple X. Yep. Yep. I, nope. I watched it again. I, uh, I saw it <laughs> for the very first time. <laughs> way back in the day in the theater, actually. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I know. My list of movies that I've seen in the theater is scary and sad. I know. Impressive. Is it? No. no. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> to Chuck, it is. Not, yeah. To me, I didn't see it in the theater. But anyway, yeah, so... Story behind that, Vin Diesel is extreme, you know, sports guy. <laughs> yeah. And the NSA is like, hey, we need somebody from the outside to do this stuff. So let's get this extreme yeah. sports guy. Uh-huh. Yeah, they so. say these crazy Euro trash guys, mm-hmm. they can pick out our guys immediately because yep. they're just too much. They're used to it. They've seen every Bond movie. Yeah. They know that dude in tuxedo at a, mm-hmm. <laughs> at a rock concert is... So that's, yeah. But yeah. that's why they recruited Vin Diesel, right. because he was extreme. 
Right. So that was lots of triple extreme UFC mm-hmm. break music and yeah, I and felt snowboarding like it, and yeah. watching that movie. I felt like I should have an affliction shirt on mm-hmm. at all times, and yeah. I should be like the bodies hit the floor. Like every mm-hmm. second that movie was on, I should yeah. be cranking that in the background. And well, I, they did it for you at one point. I know. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, that's that movie. I mean, you know, he saves the day, defeats the Euro Trash, who had some biological warfare plan yeah. thing. Yep. Anyway. Basically, the Triple X program becomes successful. Right. And Samuel Jackson, who's the head of this, think Avengers, but earlier, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, has just basically started this organization around. Yeah, wait, instead of missing an eye, he has a scarred up cheek. Yeah. So, yeah, yep. just a yeah. still damaged face. Mm-hmm. Okay. Damaged face. <laughs> yes, that is his code name. Uh-huh. But yeah, apparently he has started this. The program has just become known as Triple X, even though that was just the name of the mm-hmm. dude, Vin Diesel's character in the first yeah. one. But now they have branded it and put it up like on their floor and their walls. It is the program Triple yeah. X. Based on logo. the tattoo mm-hmm. from his neck. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, his the, his name in the first one was Xander, thus the X. And then like they were they pulled him in because he was about to be a third, a third strike yeah. felon. And that was like, hey, you do this or we turn you in. Mm-hmm. So that was the three yeah. strikes. Yeah. And they kind of set themselves up for the sequels to be anybody can be in them because he says, well, these guys are all disposable. They're all crap. And, yeah. They just make know. it the triple X program. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. And, but then they go a completely different direction with this one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause they because they explain Vin Diesel's dead in one line of dialogue, basically. Well, yeah. what happens is they get assaulted by ninjas. Sure. Yes. The opening scene is the organization being assaulted by cyber ninjas. Mm hmm. So mm-hmm. awesome yeah. ninjas, which is yeah. based. It's a farm, right? For all intents and purposes, that's what we see. Yeah, and they set up these explosives in a circle, and it drills down into the earth, into the super secret to the earth. Yes, the earth <laughs> into the super secret NSA headquarters. Uh huh. And then they just start running around gunning everybody down and there. Secretaries and wildly interns. unprepared. The uh, the triple sure. X program. Yeah. Why would you think cyber ninjas would be coming? <laughs> because yeah, you, you get complacent. Yeah. yeah. I guess so. You, just, you think I've got an alarm system. Mm-hmm. I don't need to learn how to defend myself. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, how did, no. How do they figure Ninjas. out our code was one, two, three, four? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or drill into the earth. Yeah. <laughs> Stop saying earth. <laughs> no. <laughs> the password what? was password. Yeah. yeah. Why are you afraid of the planet that we live on, Chuck? I, I, What's I, wrong I, with yeah. earth? Earth yeah. is all right. Yeah. But, but pretty much the only returning people you've got from the original Triple X, Samuel L. Jackson, mm-hmm. of course. And uh, Michael Roof, Agent Toby Lee Shavers. Yeah. Yes. The who was my Q. favorite character in yeah. the original Triple X. Basically Q. He was the overeager Q. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. not as overeager in this one. No, he's back in this one to play the white person. Because that is his role throughout the film, is to be the awkward white person. Kind of, yes. Yeah. <laughs> he, I mean, he serves a purpose later on. Sure, course, but for the most part, he's just comic relief slash I'm a white person reacting to all this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and for the good section of the beginning of it, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, because he and Samuel L. Jackson are the only ones that escape. Yeah, Samuel L. Jackson takes his super secret elevator, apparently goes right to Q Labs. Yeah. And then he's just like, hey, is that crazy car juiced up and ready to go? He's like, always. So they jump in a <laughs> slightly modified version of the car from the first one. I mean, I think that was a GTO in the first one, but yeah. this one's like now got hologram paint on it. Yeah, it's weird. It's, yeah, it's like purple slash Gigantic rims. And yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they. It's a pretty sweet ride. Yeah, they bust out of the building. If you're into pimp my ride rides, it's a well, it's a badass car. It's an exhibit know, worthy. It, it does have a missile launcher, I believe, and some other yeah fun gadgets. Well, yeah, because they use that right away. The usual. They use that to blow a <laughs> the hole in the, in to get out, you know, to escape. And mm-hmm. Don't they? Uh, 
it there's a ramp there. Don't they have a, a door that opens? No. Uh, too slow. Just too slow. Jump the ramp. You know, I'm, I'm not complaining. Yeah. I'm just saying. I mean, that place was toast. They might yeah, whatever they had to go. And there are a lot of explosions in the beginning of this movie. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. I was enjoying that. Oh, and they also have that weird little helicopter disc thing that they oh, yeah. throw down the. Yeah, it's like a it's like a Ninja Star, but robotic with 320 gigabytes of yeah. <laughs> storage. It's on like it or a itty bitty tiny 480. Yeah, oh, okay. it's like an itty bitty tiny. It's like UAV. the phantasm thing. Yeah, well, yeah. It's, yeah, it's like a UAV and it just sure. flies and scouts ahead. Yeah, but the way they film it, McDonald's hamburger. Yeah, the way they film it, I was like the king. Measurement. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but the, it's like I thought it was this 3D. Like when did they start making 3D movies? It looked like again? it at the beginning because they the were way they that filmed way. that thing yeah. was the terrible. Hey, this thing's floating in the middle of the screen at you tight. Yeah, sure. But no, it but was, was not just, 3D. It was just the way they did it. It was just hey, we're terrible. So <laughs> let's yeah. do this a terrible way. Yeah, they escape in badass car and then. I guess they have. That's when they have the conversation of we know we need a new triple X. Uh, immediately, we just yeah. uh, we need a new triple X. Yeah, and that's when they explain yeah. Vin Diesel's dead and Bora Bora off screen. You know, from mm-hmm. between the movies. And- yeah, which I should clarify. Now, what they did was apparently Vin Diesel just didn't want to come back. He had too many franchises going on, and this pissed the the producer off something fierce. So they actually filmed a scene that was included on the DVD for this. To explain where he went, and basically they just got a bald dude and put that dumbass jacket on him from the first movie, Ugh. put him in a car, and blew up the car. Oh. And the, spe- the the special feature was called the death of Xander Cage. Jesus, all right, <laughs> that is that is one bitter producer. Oh, that's all. It, it was the only purpose it served. But honestly, after watching Triple X, you get the feeling that's Vin Diesel acts like that for the most part in real life. Yeah, I think he did at the time. Yeah, and that. Like, they probably, like, you just would not want anything to do with that guy after you were done. I'm sure. Filming with him. Be like, I never want to see Vin Diesel again. Well, it's taking him how how long to make a Riddick sequel? I mean. Yeah. (laughs) Well, yeah, Yeah. but they, whatever that second one was, made like $5. So (laughs) it's kind of tough to round up financing. (laughs) Well, they're they're working on it. I mean, it's. Yeah, yeah, I know. But still. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even Dame Judi Dench can't save you. Oh. No. When you've only made five dollars. Great. And you're Vin Diesel. Five Five dollars. Okay. Like people were like Footlong or Vin Diesel. I voted. And most people chose the Footlong. I voted Vin Diesel. So you were the one who you were the box office for Chronicles of Riddick. Yep. How was it? It's a great movie. Actually I've heard it's all right. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway. I'd never seen it. Hey, uh, Keith David's in it too, so (gasps) you shut your damn mouth. Okay, yes. I'm in. You win. Your superior logic is winning <laughs> over. Anyway, this movie. Right. Yeah, so then yeah. they, they have to get a new triple X. Yeah. And he goes, well, I got just the guy. You know, we don't need any. Well, they say they give some kind of like, we don't need no more extreme. Ex- we need someone guys. meaner, more grounded, yeah. more, more angry, more going to get in there and fuck shit up guy. Mm-hmm. Just cut to federal, federal penitentiary or military prison. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, Ice Cube is in jail. And he does not like Samuel L. Jackson being. He didn't like anything. Well, no. Well, yes, <laughs> yeah, because he's just cute. He was his former commander. Blah blah blah. Yeah. And they go into this whole backstory of. You know, he got in yeah. trouble for how to get burned, hitting somebody. <laughs> well, he hit Willem Dafoe's right. character, the secretary yeah. now the Secretary of Defense, mm-hmm. back when he was a four-star general because he wanted to basically set this place on fire with their guys still inside. Yeah, know, that's. That, it's never clear exactly why Willem Dafoe was so crazy. What yeah. what his crazy indiscretion was well basically whatever seal team they were on that samuel jackson and ice cube were on they were just going to murder them all and and extract and ice cube goes and fights the general and samuel jackson goes (laughs) in to rescue everybody thus him giving him scarface 
I just love that there's a SEAL team with Willem Dafoe, Samuel <laughs> Jackson, and Ice Cube all at the same time. Yes. There's no scenery left when, when you're done filming that movie. Nope. No. I want that prequel no, no, right no. now. <laughs> Oh, yeah, so that's that's why they kind of I don't know why they don't like each other because of that because it sounds like they were on the same page. Well, because Samuel Jackson got out and oh. and got a job and Ice Cube sure. went to jail. Why not? Yes. Okay. And so Ice he's a little bitter. bitter at the world. Yeah, he's a little bitter. He's angry usually. But he tells him, you know, okay, if you're if you're in for this, you know, and let me give you my speech as to why you should be in for this Triple X program. Here's how you get out: be in the corner of the prison. And then he gives him, you know, Delta Bravo Charlie Echo Echo twelve oh seven high point high. Yeah. High, high rise. Line, high, high rise. High something. So the next day when he's being let out for exercise, yeah. he knocks the guards out, does this stunning parkour escape mm-hmm. through the prison. Stunts. Yeah. Jumps, jumps around some yeah. roofs. Yeah. Snipers are going to take him out and the other guy's like, nah, Meh, he's, for, he's not going to make it to the fence. <laughs> and then he dies off a roof. Yeah. I just love Ice Cube's fat ass running around on a roof and like <laughs> jumping from building to building. Badass. Sure. But yeah, he just he blindly jumps off a roof and all of a sudden there's a helicopter. <laughs> Yep. But she grabs yeah. hold two and off they go on their Whee! fabulous adventure. <laughs> <laughs> I've always wanted to push this button, Charlie. <laughs> and then they Don't start shooting at me. him. Yeah. They're like, oh, maybe we then should like, shoot at ah, him. Oh, well, that was a mistake. I'm like, ah, oh, well. Yeah. The end and of immediately that, he gets, on the, he gets on the helicopter. He's like, you're late. <laughs> yeah. Because Ice Cube well, is not the, happy with anything. Yeah, this is the world of, you know, quippy one-liners mm-hmm. and snappy oh, dialogue and... Nobody's ever really happy with anybody else. No. Or why ever. would you be? Well, yeah, everyone's double crossing. That's a terrible place. Yeah, so they go and he, they said, uh, we, you know, we need a place to lay low. And Ice Cube's first instinct is, well, no, first, I'm sorry, first, he needs what every man needs after he's been locked up for nine years. Right. And that's apparently to go to a diner and eat. Angrily, and angrily, <laughs> cheese, angrily a eat a cheeseburger. You remember how he drank the beer in Torque? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Angrily, mm-hmm. he eats this this burger or patty melt or whatever the hell. I'm it telling is you, that was not ice. like there was no director that yelled action. No, they, they just were just like him. they followed Ice Cube <laughs> to craft services, yeah. and they were just like, he was like oh, cheeseburger. Oh, and it was if, just shoving them in. If angrily. Oscar the Grouch and Cookie Monster had a baby, this is how they would eat. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Angry, yeah, nom, nom, nom. yeah, yeah. So he eats this cheeseburger, and then that scene over. Yeah, and then demands more fries yeah, and a shake right. to go. And then they then he says we need to lay low because they're riding around in this you know chameleon colored GTO pimp mobile. And so he's like, all right, got just the place, and of the course, safest place in the city. Cue, right. cue the rap music, which says, "Hey, audience, we're in the ghetto now." <laughs> Attention, white people. This is what the ghetto sounds like. <laughs> the soundtrack. Yeah, but then they go, of course, into the chop shop where, thanks to the credits, we knew this was coming. Uh-huh. Oh. But there is exhibit. Yeah, yo, 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 this exhibit, y'all. Exhibit A. In the black, the black lit uh, chop shop that's, you yeah, know, every movie crazy. color disco. Yeah. Lots of hoochies. Yeah. And there's just sparks <laughs> going dancing. in the background. Hose working on cars. Yeah. Hose dancing on cars. Someone that's really somewhere. interested in a motorcycle just. <laughs> yeah. It's that somewhere between a, you know, a rap video and a, and a tool video mm-hmm. look, you know, going on in the background. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And of course, he's like. This is a weird scene because they go there and they set all this up and Exhibit comes out and we're like, yay, Exhibit. And he's like, where's, and I never did catch your name. It, I don't, it, it doesn't really matter. Where's Lola, the where's, where's the lady? lady? Yeah. <laughs> oh, she's not here anymore. She's uptown. And then they leave. Yeah, that's it. It's like, thanks. And we're like, wait, no, that that can't be all the Exhibit in this yeah, movie. Please give us more Exhibit. That, that's Bring not him right. back. 
But yeah, then they go to the upscale neighborhood, mm-hmm. the pristine, the the pristine white <laughs> chop shop with everything polished and everyone wearing white gloves, and mm-hmm. and that's where his special lady chop friend, shops of the rich and famous. Yes, yeah. his special lady friend is working there, Who's wearing like an evening gown and <laughs> a ridiculous, ridiculous. She clothing. comes to work in clothing that is no way you could work in. Yeah. Yeah. And she's talking about the pulse width of the injectors. Mm-hmm. But yeah, she's yes. all like angry at Ice Cube. like, you were supposed to be in for 20. And he's like, I I got nine. I got out. Yeah. Yeah. Banter. Yeah. Sexy banter. Yeah, they have just, you know, yeah, pistons and camshafts. And got out for bad behavior. <laughs> I thought That's he it. told that to Exhibit. No, no, he told that to his lady. Oh, was it his lady? He just Somebody. high-fived Exhibit. Yeah. But yeah. it, anyway, they they decide that they need to trade in their car because it's too conspicuous and they'll be looking for it. So they give them this Ford F-150 that is about three sizes higher than it should be. It's a goddamn monster truck. <laughs> Just about. It's, it's, it's uh. Bigfoot painted black. Yeah. <laughs> and that's their new ride. And then, of course... Well, they, I, I, I think the theory was, and pardon me for, for defending that part of the movie, <laughs> okay, that they were ahead. looking specifically for that GTO. Sure, yes. sure. But, yeah. I mean, they were also going for inconspicuous, but... Anyway, well, have they, you ever been to DC? Everybody drives a monster truck there. Sure. Yeah. Right. It's all it's lousy with monster trucks. Yes. So yes, it's just lousy. <laughs> cherry blossoms <laughs> and monster trucks and monster monuments. trucks. Uh-huh. That fucking city. I remember uh, that song. Yeah, it was cherry song. trees and monster trucks. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I so they, they they send Agent Toby off to take all the guns out of the GTO and I'll put them into this truck. Right. Which never mm-hmm. completely pays off, but not really. No. Anyway, that's his job, and then they go off to solve more crime. Yeah. Well, they drive out to the farm. Yes. Because Samuel Jackson's like, we need to get the hard drive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We need the information yeah. that's on the thing. So, of course, they're going to go to what is, at this point, probably the most heavily guarded place that right. there is. Because the other crew has now moved in, headed by, uh, what's his face? Agent Kyle Christopher Steele. Yeah. Yes. Because <laughs> Scott Speedman. Because apparently, if you're, if, if you're named Steele, you just have to end up working in the government as an agent somehow. You mm-hmm. just have to be Steele. Yes. But or, yes. or a replacement Superman. <laughs> well, he does He does wear, like, the government suit mm-hmm. type role well. Yeah. Like, he looks the part, Speed. at least. But yeah, yeah that's, that's where we get the throwaway line of, oh, Xander Cage was killed in Bora Bora. Yeah. And, it's like, oh, that's a shame. And they're kind of, like, going through everything, going, what the hell happened? And, you know, and that's where they're like, oh, only these people got out mm-hmm. and they figure out that it's, you know, they got to find Samuel L. Jackson and right. I don't know how they get Cole tied in. And at least I guess it's ice cube gets tied in once he breaks into the place. Yeah. Because he just hops out of the truck and fires a missile at everyone hanging out outside the, the, the farm. Mm-hmm. And so they're all like, Holy shit, it's ice yeah. cube. And, it, and he basically breaks in through the hole that this, yeah. the, the drill thing from the beginning, yeah, the existing ninja they didn't hole. bother covering those up. Nah. You know, you don't well, want to do that. Just put a tarp on it. <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, he, so he, I mean, he gets in relatively unscathed. I mean, they, they exchange oh, yeah. some shots, but then like by that time he's already, I don't know, you know, grapple gunning back his way up yeah. the hole. Yeah, but he goes in, he gets the hard drive and gets basically out. gets out. Yeah. Hooray. Yeah. And this and is then, basically where they, they realize that it's him, you know, that it's, it's stone and like he's back working for, they think he's working against and, and doing, he's part of the people that broke in in the first place. Right. Mm-hmm. So the, and, uh, so they they chase him, and this really only serves to have uh, get, uh what's his name, steal, see, see the truck get away, yeah, and and they're like get that truck, and of course Ice Cube runs on foot and takes a boat, 
Well, he shoots all the other boats. Yeah, he shoots all the other he, boats. He, well, he he oh, unhooks the engines, and yeah, so right. the gas starts pouring into the boats, and then takes the last one mm-hmm. and takes off. Yeah, and then does this like turn around thing and perfectly fire mm-hmm. a gun at the at the gas lines, and dudes mm-hmm. go flying. Yeah, you know, which that's, is the- that's one thing I will give this movie credit for. Always is when things blow up, dudes get tossed. Yeah, they yeah. yank some dudes just mm. <laughs> in opposite directions from that explosion. Yeah, but I, I like the, the shot because like he's kind of 180 on this boat come back around and then it's slow motions him going by the boats and then it's like, you know, gun out and snarl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, just, it's, it's, a great, it's a great shot. Yeah, because Steel's like, they shot my boat. Yeah. And so, but and immediately like, like, who like, is this guy? Yeah, but backup's already been called and they, mm-hmm. they've pulled over the truck on the bridge. Mm-hmm, he's right. got like 40 feet. <laughs> he's so... Ice Cube formulates this dumbass plan. I don't even know dumbass. how you. Well, yeah, they're they're talking back and forth on their Bluetooth headsets. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he's like, I don't know what to do. I I'm waiting. I've been pulled over. This has never happened before. Yeah. Ice Cube's like, get in the passenger seat. Yeah, maybe I cry. Maybe I can talk to him. I cry. Do I show some cleavage? I don't know. Hey, how my is driver's this license wrapped in a hundred dollar bill? <laughs> I've only read about this. Yeah, but yeah. So Ice Cube decides. That he's going to save him up on the bridge. Mm-hmm. And keep in mind, this bridge is a solid 40, 50 feet up. At it's a big least. bridge. It's not like a little tiny bridge. It's not but quite as big as the bridge in, in the first Triple X. No, it's, but no. It's, it's a pretty high bridge. Yeah, yeah but they're, they're doing some construction underneath, and there's a crane there. And Ice Cube goes, I got an idea. <laughs> His idea is to take the boat, run it up the end of the crane, mm-hmm. so it launches him up onto the bridge. Mm-hmm. Which it does. Yep. His boat smashes the cop car. Right. He steers the boat along the bridge so it stops and he doesn't get thrown from it. Mm Mm-hmm. Steps out, walks over to the car as the cop car explodes behind him. (laughs) And he never looks at it. No, of course he doesn't. No. Not for a second. Mm -mm. Never breaks stride. Nope. Gets in the truck and takes off. Yeah. He had cool guy urines that he had to run. Mm -hmm. (sighs) Mm-hmm. It's just, <laughs> I think I loved that movie at that point. Yeah, yeah. And then he just gets I know in the truck I applauded, and, 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 and I think we all applauded yeah, we at all that applauded. point. But just the way they frame this slow motion shot of Ice Cube, just and he kind of looks at the camera and snarls yeah. as the explosion goes off, and there's a cop flailing behind <laughs> right. him as he's getting blasted. Everyone behind him explosion. is just running around in terror, and he's just calmly striding across <laughs> the screen like, man, I'm getting in this truck. And he gets in the car. <laughs> And and uh, Agent Toby just gives him this look like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> what did you do? <laughs> it's like, come on. But, yeah, he's like, we got to go. <laughs> we got to go. go. <laughs> no, he's not he's iced still, tea. He's still he's, not iced tea. He's not iced tea. He's ice cube. <laughs> you guys don't see that they're the same guy. No, they're totally not the same guy. They have no. the same voice. One has a, One is pitchy and lispy, and the other's just like he's been smoking weed for ever sure sure why not it's fine (laughs) but yeah so they escape yeah then samuel jackson has to break into his house yeah because the rest of the the, files are he's got other files but willem dafoe is waiting for him Mm -hmm. yeah who else would be there and then evil monologue Mm -hmm. (laughs) my entire plan i'm going to tell it to you Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and they blow up his house yeah so we think he's dead yeah yeah Poor guy. Because he yeah. says, make it look like an accident. Right. Right. Kaboom. And it, mm. It's a good splintery they explosion. That, they blow some stuff up in this movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. In nice ways. Because, yeah, that house does just splinter. Yeah. Yeah. And meanwhile, 
back at now at uh, Ice Cube headquarters. Um, they, Meanwhile, they really, Ice Central. Yeah, Agent Toby is looking on the hard drive, and he's the like, this, this hard drive's empty. There's nothing on here. And mm-hmm. Ice Cube's like, well, he said the, the files were on the computer. <laughs> <laughs> They're on the hard drive. So, <laughs> literally, he pulls yeah. the hard drive out, and on the barcode, he pulls like a little piece of mi- microfilm on, mm-hmm. off of it. Yeah. It's got pictures. Files yeah. on the computer. And of course, Toby's like, that's old school. <laughs> it's Cold War stuff. Yeah. He's like, not that old school. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. he looks at these pictures and gets the lead that he needs to go find Charlie. That's all the only name he has. Yeah. I mm-hmm. believe is it just said something like, you know, sure, in case of emergency, talk, talk Charlie. to Charlie. And then they, yeah. even, they even show this big group shot and they're like, I wonder who Charlie is. Yeah. So they go to Samuel Jackson's funeral. Right. And they stalk it out, basically. And it's just like, oh, it's that blonde lady. Yeah. Well, that's yeah, Charlie. Yeah, he just kind of goes, yeah, that's Charlie there. Yeah. There's no real rhyme or reason as to how he puts that together. No. It's st- never explained, actually. No. He's, he's I- just Ice Cube. Charlie. He's Ice Cube. Right. Yeah. I know. He knows but, things. But, I mean, the Secretary of Defense, everybody is there. Like, all the players are involved, mm-hmm. good and bad, are here at this funeral. Yeah. And so he goes to this uh, like cocktail party, fundraiser type thing. It's just an upscale restaurant. Sure. Yeah, he goes to the restaurant oh, first to meet up with the girl. Yeah, because oh, he puts oh, on yeah, the suit. Right, right. Okay, I'm sorry. He puts yeah, on the suit yeah. and the glasses to be, you know, <laughs> allowed yes. into the club. Reverend whatever it was, <laughs> something something Jones. I don't know. Well, that's that was his cover when the other guy showed yeah. up. Because he just kind of goes and sits down with her and is like, "You're Charlie. You know, you need to talk to me now." Mm-hmm. And then yeah, some other guy shows up because she was meeting somebody for lunch. Right. He's it's basically just a stupid roundabout way to have some jokes because this guy's with the NRA. He's like, how do we find more fine, upstanding black gentlemen like yourself? Yeah. And so they do some jokes. Well, you know, stop killing black folk and setting crosses <laughs> on fire in their lawn and, you know, yeah. maybe have a big cookout. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the guy's like, uh, I got to go. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, all right, call me. Yeah. I it, think Ice Cube was just like, I could do a Southern accent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I could do it. And they're like, okay, all right, Mr. well, Cube. Like, yeah. He's like, I get to do my Southern accent or I walk. <laughs> <laughs> right. was in his contract yeah. yes okay that that had to be it had to be something to that effect sure because but anyway she basically says do you have a tux because we need to go to this this is when we have the big cocktail party right and his idea rather than wear a tux and blend in is he's now wearing a white tux and posing as one of the wait staff mm-hmm. which well, pays off well, walking around with a, a glass or a tray full of champagne <laughs> mm-hmm. and he sees well he runs into charlie first and says like she points out you know the secretary of defense is over there you need you know if you need to get what you need to get off of him. And now his plan is is to walk over there in plain sight. Granted, half of the reason he was in jail was for breaking this guy's jaw yeah. with a punch. Yeah. Yep. So he walks over there with his tray full of champagne, knowing that he or any one of his security staff, which is all of his former SEAL team members, that they could recognize him. Right. They are the guy they they are he's the guy they're looking for. Yeah. Right. Like He's in a disguise, though. He is public enemy no, number not. one. Yeah, yeah, he is. No, he's not. He's he doesn't even have his hipster glasses he's on holding, anymore. Yeah. He's holding he's a tray a, of champagne up to his face. That's not a disguise. And he just he's walks wearing up, a, a white tuxedo. He just walks huh. right up next to William Defoe, having the conversation that is explaining everything that's about to happen, and just stands there with the tray. Good listening. disguise, wasn't it? <laughs> it's yeah, ridiculous. Well, at least until one Good of the disguise. until one of the henchmen goes. Hey. Holy shit, that's Ice Cube. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, Get him. he's got Q back at his base. Was there? I mean, they had these crazy super digital binoculars that they used throughout the entire movie, which was pissing was us off. The only piece of tech. They Why had. was there not something that could listen from afar? 
Yeah. No. I mean, he looked like a microphone. Just, I mean, just imagine like two people standing there and one person standing right next to them with holding a tray of champagne in front of them. Yeah. That's their high tech solution yeah, I to mean, this problem. Anybody <laughs> does that Cold to you. Cold War stuff. Yeah. Anybody does that to you, you're like, can I help you? Yeah. <laughs> you know, especially because they're talking some sensitive shit sure. yeah. at that moment. Like, we're going to take over the government. Are you yeah. in? Like, yeah. I would look around to see if anyone has been standing there for longer than three <laughs> seconds. But anyway, so That's he gets a crucial piece of information. Yeah. They kind of chase him out of the party, but... Well, yeah, they go... They chase him into the back. He's a black guy yeah. in a white tuxedo. And as they bust through the doors that he's just gone through, there's an entire staff where everyone on the on the payroll is a black dude in a white tuxedo i mean it's like temple of doom with the diamond and the ice cubes i mean it's just literally the ice cubes it, oh, <laughs> hey. but i mean it's like this army of a hundred black guys in white tuxedos all just running around with just the craziest purpose ever it's just pure chaos and they all just go oh god which one is he like suddenly know. the entire party was out of champagne they were in the back like the truck had just shown up with more champagne they were all like get out there with the champagne as fast as possible <laughs> like champagne ants yeah <laughs> There are like two guys out in the party <laughs> serving a hundred guys in the bag, just furiously sure. putting it all together. Uh, yeah. But anyway, he escapes. She pulls up, says, get in. Mm-hmm. Right. They take off and she explains, oh, I'm a senator's daughter. I got yeah. a nice house, blah, blah, blah. Here's a place you could get cleaned up and mm-hmm. yeah. get and, changed. And do me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If you want. And this is now like the second opportunity Ice Cube has had to, you know, he's been in jail nine years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is now his pretty much second opportunity to alleviate that problem. And he's just like, nah. What, just, he's going to get a cheeseburger? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> he's just like, nah, take a shower. Well, he he <laughs> flips the line from the first one, which is a terrible line. Like, I know. Yeah. He's like, the things I won't do for my country, <laughs> right. I can't do for yeah. my country or something it's like, like that. Yeah. I, and we were just like, well, why, why? can't you? Why? Yeah. <laughs> What's stopping yeah. you? There's she no rules. She seems interested in you. Yeah. You get, you're rogue. You can do whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Because she's doing the, like, anything you need. Yeah. Anything. Right. I'm right wink, down the wink. hall. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get you out of those clothes. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. they... He... Says nah, takes a shower. It's <laughs> <laughs> exactly says nah, nah. But he comes back out and and just like the like the ice cube, are you dumb? Moment of the movie is yes. Walks out, he hears weird sounds. Yeah, it sounds like a squirrel in the like in the air shaft. Yeah. Right, it's like it's like some kind of repeating pattern of sound. Right, and he sees a gun laying on the floor. Of course, immediately picks it up and cocks it because sure. you know might need it. Yeah, you never know. He's Ice Cube. <laughs> Comes in and sees the general bullet in his head, right, sitting there, and then hears the sirens and goes, "That bitch set me up," mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which he did. So then he gets they siege the house, and Scott Speedman decides, Speed- or he rolls up and says, "NSA, this is a matter of national security." <laughs> yes, administration. Well, it's at this point that he turns into Tommy Lee Jones from The Fugitive, where it's just he's going to be that role. So yeah, he just and, and rolls he, into the house just like he I'm tells gonna, the cops, "You don't do anything. I'm going in there. I need yeah. to talk to him. He needs to be alive." And yeah. of course, here's all the things you're doing wrong. Like he's yeah. a, he's a trained sniper. You need to stay this much back instead of this much back. Right. Blah blah blah. Yeah, and Ice Cube, you know, he goes in and talks to Ice Cube, and basically, he's like, "Well, why did you kill the general?" And he's like, "If I killed him, you wouldn't find out about it. I want you to find out about it." All the meanwhile, he's heating up meat in the microwave. Mm-hmm. He's just yeah, and he's microwaving like, meat. Well, I, I want to know why this guy, first off, this guy is in like this really nice mansion, the mm-hmm. senator. Why did he have banquet uh, hey, stuff yeah, in there? Sometimes you just want cheap ass. No, no, no. Banquet? Yeah, I mean, sure. 
Hey man, Stouffer's at the bare minimum for this guy. Come hey, on, Stouffer's. They went to Stouffer's. Banquet. They maybe he worst. really likes sodium. <laughs> maybe he's like he's got a low sodium. I don't have, yeah, I don't have enough sodium. <laughs> he needs lots but of he, sodium. He's heating up like banquet veal cutlets and yeah, stuff sure. in the microwave while he's talking to Scott Speedman, mm, and then yeah, he's like man. throwing entire turkeys in there. Too. Sure. <laughs> and Speedman's looking. I'm like, what the? Is this a, this is a bad yeah, time to be like, hungry? <laughs> I know you're always eating Ice Cube. You're kind of a chunky guy, but, but come uh, on. excuse me, Ice Cube. But what's wrong with you? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> The yeah. white version but, of <laughs> was wrong. But they kind of, you know, this kind of establishes, hey, I'm trying to help you, Ice Cube. Mm-hmm. And Ice Cube being like, I'm innocent and you know it. And right. he's like, well, I can't really help you right now because if you run, you look guilty. Mm-hmm. He's like, well, I was born guilty. So Steel comes back out and he's just like, I don't know. I don't know what his problem is going in, I guess. Yeah. And then they go, oh, the heat signature's upstairs in yeah. the tub. <laughs> right. So they go up to the so tub. Of course they go up to the tub. <laughs> it's meat. Meat tub. <laughs> Meat tub. Tub Meat tub. Dot com. And uh, <laughs> dot Tumblr dot com. We have we have registered so many Tumblr addresses yeah. due to the We show. own Tumblr now. Thirty two. Yeah. Mm. Oh. That it? But, so and okay. they don't really like the guys come in and then they're like, Oh god, and Ice Cube <laughs> of <laughs> all like, places oh to burst out from <laughs> burst out from the freezer. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. Big Sub Zero freezer. All of a sudden, the the one guy's walking by. Suddenly, bam! Cube attack. This is right. natural habitat. Yeah, yeah, sure. Ice Cube. Where else would you find? Right. Ice and, cube? and Cube just marches out wearing a uh, wearing a SWAT uniform. Mm-hmm. Hops in a car, takes off. Yeah, he's pretty good at escaping. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Very good. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. What um, next. But I'm trying to. Yeah. Because it doesn't. This is this, this is, is where he goes. Really on the, gets convoluted. Because he kind of doesn't like somewhere along the way here. He decides he needs to go to the hel- uh, aircraft carrier. Well, yeah. Right. What happens is he tells uh, Toby to hack. Oh, that's everything. right. Hack, hack everything. Hack the planet. Hack this is now, this is now third time he's about to get busy, right. with a lady yeah. because he's gone back, and back. now he's you know, his talking, original lady is now like yeah, he's talking about when we now. had sex in this car. Yeah. Well, let's have some sex now. Yeah, he's and like. He starts out with innuendos. Yeah, he starts out with innuendos, and by the end, he's just like, "I'm sick of being subtle. You gonna fuck or what?" And that's nerdy yeah. Q runs out. I did it. I broke the. Yeah. I hacked the world. I hacked the Gibson. Yay. <laughs> He's like, ah. Yeah. But basically says, hey, the general has his, all his troops. Mm-hmm. Like they all seem to know there's like a roster of his yes, specific all guys. All the troops. Mm-hmm. They know they all of them are, yeah. they're loading up a, an aircraft carrier full of God knows what, all sorts of weapons and stuff. Well, they're coming up for. With their tanks and their guns and mm-hmm. their bombs. Zombie. All those things. Zombie. Uh, they're coming up for the funeral slash to guard the president during the State of the Union speech mm-hmm. because apparently you just roll out every armed everything for the State of the Union speech. Yes. <laughs> well, I mean, they are loading up the State of the Union speech with the president, vice president, the speaker of the house. I mean, like the entire chain sure. of command is at it now going to be in the Capitol building. Yeah, mm-hmm. but that's usually how it is because they put some weird secretary of education in the White House just in case, but everyone else is always there. I mean, mm-hmm. that's yes. just how that they works. Laura Rosland oh, yeah. in, the, in the White yeah, House. But yeah. Exactly. <laughs> this gives Cube an excuse to break into this ship to find whatever the hell he's looking for. Evidence. And even though he was a Navy <laughs> SEAL, I mean, he's searching an aircraft carrier. Well, he climbs up the, the anchor. Yeah, he the climbs anchor up chain. the anchor to get in and eventually stealths his way through, sees... Uh, Sees Charlie, who betrayed him earlier, and mm-hmm. follows her. And you know she's evil now because she's wearing the black leather suit. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because <laughs> oh, everything else was just a ruse to fool Ice Cube if yeah. he ever Appar- saw her. <laughs> Apparently only his, his ex-girlfriend Lola can get away with wearing the leather cat suit in yeah. general day-to-day situations. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. At work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, so he follows her into a room, and she's just like, ha-ha. 
He's like, well, he, he follows yeah. her into the brig because, like, oh, he yeah. sees Samuel Jackson and like the entire rest of his the good side of his team. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, he gets in and she's she just kind of is a haha thing, and Samuel Jackson nah. like, fooled you too. He's like, what the hell are you doing alive? And <laughs> then he looks around and he's like, alive. oh, and that's everyone else who has supposedly been killed. Yeah. And yeah, so they're yeah. This is the first time he clocks her because she tries yeah. to make a move yeah. on him. And Samuel Jackson's like, "You should have killed that bitch." Mm-hmm. Yeah, as he's running out. And it, and it's, well, she she manages to set off the alarm before she full out. Or he collapses. smashes her face into yeah. a pipe. And something. Ice Cube starts to let Samuel Jackson out, and Samuel Jackson is like, "Go on without me." And Ice Cube, for the first time in movie history, is like, "Gone." <laughs> <laughs> yep. I will take your advice. Gone. <laughs> He was his but, magic eight ball. Go go on without me. Okay. No, okay. <laughs> but then of course everybody knows now that Ice Cube is on the uh yes. on the ship. They are ready. With their and, tanks. Yeah, this <laughs> there's no way to lead up to it. It leads to a tank chase inside a freaking aircraft carrier. Yep. Yeah. I mean to be fair, or Ice Cube is kind of in more like more like an APC. It's not a full on tank. Right. Tank. Okay. He's it's battling better. a full out yeah. tank. I mean it's it's a armored vehicle sure. but it's not mm-hmm. like a badass tank because the other guys are in a full-on like abram yeah. style tank it's a it's and a it's a tank. it's a tank battle i mean they're i mean it's kind of slow paced well, as far as going through because these are not tank fast <laughs> vehicles but it's tanks inside they're, of an aircraft carrier but they do a up pretty good job of running each other down and yeah. ramming well, each other he, he, he keeps doing that you know thing like uh the guy did in last week's movie where it's just like whoop out of the way and yeah. then like because they keep shooting the tank and then like first time he like dodges the tank out of the way and hits like the guy's you know, yeah, cheap or whatever. Yeah. Oh, the guys. Oh, that guy like, just kept like so whoop, mad. It's hits, hits the helicopter, right? right. And like, then, then, you run out of things to shoot. <laughs> yeah. And all this happens, and like eventually, Ice Cube's APC is on fire, and he decides, well, they hit the back of it. Yeah, yeah. They decide, okay, let's go up to the flight deck mm-hmm. to continue this fun. Yes, yes, they do. <laughs> and he just and, takes the, and the elevator Cube, to yeah. the top. Ice Cube gets out first, and apparently, there's another tank sitting up on deck because that was not his tank that they used. It was a different tank. No, it was. Sure. Was it? Yeah. It was his. Yeah, okay. it was. Yeah, because well, it was still on fire because oh, he jumped it? out of it when it was all on right, fire and right. jumped back in it. Well, And the other tank then takes the tank elevator up to the yeah. top as well. The other tank is coming up the front of the of the ship very mm-hmm. slowly. You know, he's gotten up there first. And his idea is and to... We should mention one crucial bit... Uh-huh. Of foreshadowing. Of foreshadowing that they put in as he's infiltrating the boat. Mm-hmm. Sure. We just see the word catapult. Actuator. Yeah. yeah. Catapult, catapult actuator. actuator yeah. Right on the wall, he runs by. It's like they linger long enough that. on that for yeah. us to go. Hmm. I like where your head's at, movie. <laughs> yeah, because go on. he decides to hook his APC up to the the launch catapult on the aircraft carrier. Yes, he does. Just as the other tank is coming up the very front of the aircraft carrier, uh huh. And he fires. You, he f- <laughs> launches his tank at the other tank and with a catapult. With a catapult yeah. and Kaboom. kills it. Yeah. <laughs> It's both blow up, both go flying into the ocean. It's amazing. Yeah. And he dives in after them. Sure. While they're shooting at him. Yeah. Because they haven't seen Mythbusters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man. So <laughs> as we point out, anytime anyone gets shot right. underwater. Through, yes, underwater. So yeah, that, that happens and he escapes again. Uh-huh. Um, and then I think it's pretty much, it's time to assault the capital, right? I mean, I don't think there's any other They've major got the, sequences. He knows the plan, yeah. which is basically just, you know, he's got he's got to re- he's got to build an oh, army. Oh, that's right, because he steals the, like, the, the road map of the, yeah. of the capital from... The, vi- the, the big map with yeah. a big circle drawn on it, like, <laughs> attack here. <Yeah. laughs> here is our evil plan map. See the key. A, kill president. <laughs> B, kill vice president. Yeah. Oh, I think I might know their plan. Yeah, and he tries to go to Speedman to tell him. Speed. Speed. Yeah. 
Well, he's he, like, no, I he, thought he, you were more in a suit. Yeah, I think he just kind of rolls in, doesn't he? But he's he's waiting for him in the back seat of his. He calls uh, him right. and says, "I'm in the back seat in your parking garage." And he tries to tell him, and the guy's like, "I yeah, that, that, want to do anything." That's a little bit of a scene that happens. You know, he he convinces him to help, but he's like, "I can't do it." Right. But and then, then, and then two seconds later, he goes to back to the chop shop headquarters. Right. And then Scott Speedman shows up. Well, it's because Speedman had that scene where he and his buddy were like figuring everything out, had it on the giant screen, and then right. turn around and Willem Dafoe is standing there like, hey, sure. what are you guys doing? Hey, buddy. And so that whole scene is just basically both of them knowing that the other one knows what they know, but not saying it and trying to get the other person to slip up. And then they just part ways. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, I know you're evil. And Willem Dafoe is like, I know you know that I'm evil. We'll talk later. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. And I think Willem Dafoe is just like this guy. What's he going to do anyway? Yeah. yeah. So he shows up at Ice Cube's chop shop, right. fa- fancy chop shop headquarters. He's like, I'm in. And I'm in, uh, but how are we going to do this? We're going to have tanks and stuff. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, I don't worry. We can get an army. And yeah. finally, we're like, <laughs> yay, because they go back to see Exhibit. Uh-huh. Yay. Finally. And he gives him the dumbest speech ever. Yeah, about don't do it for your country. Do it for your right to jack cars on the <laughs> sidewalk or yeah. something. Do it for your right to be criminals. Yeah, sure. It's That's basically the the, the the gist of the speech. Yeah, and, and I exhibit this like, president will let you continue to be criminals. <laughs> right. Okay, this guy who wants to be president won't. Okay, Do it for I'm the first guy. We're in. Okay, guys. Yeah, we Load like being up. criminals. Yeah, so they start mad maxing up all their cars, just putting you know like just fences, yeah, big and, floodlights, yeah. and urban brush guards. Sure, just assault <laughs> yeah. gear yeah. on all their shit. And some guns. Mm-hmm. They hijack a gun truck. Yes. Oh, the, the government cheese truck, yeah. Yes. yes. Like, yeah, because they were like, well, we got all these vehicles, scene. but we don't have any guns. Uh, well, let me just call up the Defense Department. And, of course, Scott Speedman, who was in, in, in plugged in for everything, he yeah. goes like, well, there's a truck. They're moving them through civilian trucks through the Capitol. Let's go get one. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they just one of those truck. trucks full of guns yeah. that's riding around. It's sure. a giant arsenal of guns. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's a wacky scene with yeah. two, two truck drivers. So they load up on guns. And then Bring it's assault friends, time. Bring the president. <laughs> they can't see me shaking my head at all. Right now. But yeah. yeah, so basically, president shows up for the State of the Union, Yay. and all the tanks and everybody are yeah. you know State guarding the, the horribly lit steps of the Capitol. The State building. of our union is good. Yeah. Okay. Yay. Peace out. Drop the mic. See ya. But no, they keep doing that extreme cut where it's like president giving a speech and. All the white people in Congress standing up, yay! Right. Cutting to you know this urban assault <laughs> with yeah. Mad Max vehicles coming down the road, and right. they had previously said something about like we don't need roads where we're going or something like that. Because- well, it's like there's secret roads. It's not on these maps. There's this alley, and there's this because they drive through the the Styrofoam Peanut Factory, mm-hmm. which apparently wasn't on the map because they're like driving through an alley. It's like you know a dead end is a dead end, right? And it's like not always. And then yeah. they just drive through this empty box factory. Yeah, I mean there's. They get cornered by a tank. Tank shoots at the the lead truck and blows, blows it, it up. up. Blows it up good. I, you know, they all get this out. all kind of. We can skip all this, but basically, it ends with like <laughs> they. Except they it goes. We, it. we can we can jack anything. Yeah, they put, it, they put it up on. Yo yo, it's got <laughs> wheels. We can jack it. So yeah, they 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 run up and jack up the tank. Saw open the the hatch and steal the tank. Yeah, yeah. So now they and got the tank. He just tells like, them that they are party to the first tank jacking in history. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, yeah, and, and then the they, dopes inside are just like okay. Yeah, so they roll up on the Capitol in this tank, and then that's when the firefight, the shit starts happening because they they cut the power mid speech. Yeah, uh, Willem Dafoe is ushering the president to through the hallways, safety. and it, like the the SEAL team ninjas 
you know, jump out of nowhere and are about to kill the president. And then apparently Ice Cube, with his Ice Cube sense, knows that this is happening inside. The plan, yeah, is just and open fire on the Capitol. Yeah, with the tank. <laughs> yeah, blow a big well, they giant just, hole. One hole. It's just they, one. Yeah, but they aim right exactly at the room where if the president had been on the other side of the room, the president they knew what would was be going on. Dead. Yeah. They had good intel. Okay. Yeah, but they... Let's not mince words. They commit a terrorist act on the... They blow a giant oh, hole in the. <laughs> they blow. Well, I mean, the side Jay, of Congress. It is a counter terrorist act right. to the yeah. initial terrorist act. Right. I mean, sometimes when you want to make an omelet, you got to <laughs> crack a few capitals. Yeah. yeah. Either way, they blow up, and I love that it blows up, and immediately Ice Cube is storming through the. Yeah, sure. He's like, it's on a hole in the yeah. side of the building. Not that there's not Good 300 intel. steps up to the Capitol building, like everywhere in yeah. DC. Yeah. Good intel. Yeah. Sure. He was ready. But yeah, so there's. There was a firefight, and <laughs> I was waiting for somebody to make that joke. It wasn't going to be me, not this time. But yeah, the, that goes on for a while, and then William Defoe's like, "Go get our, the the dudes," because they've brought uh, Samuel Jackson and his men, like mm-hmm. taped up in in cyber ninja suits, mm-hmm. and they're just going to plant them there. It's like these are the guys yeah. who did it. Um, so they bring them all in, and, and Ice Cube basically just sort of like sprays a bullet spray across the room, hits everybody except those dudes, mm-hmm. and then they're all like, "Let's go, let's get them!" And Samuel Jackson just picks up guns like, and starts chasing yeah, them down pissed. a hallway. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, he shoots uh, evil chick first. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's yeah. Like, Told you. you but then, shot that bitch. but then Willem Dafoe's plan is uh, get the president to the secret bullet train secret that's underneath the uh, Capitol building. Mm-hmm. Secret underground bullet train. Yeah. Dot underground <laughs> bullet train so they do and we, it's weird because I like, like <laughs> one thing i like i will say while this sequence is going on uh-huh. is like at first the president's like i can't believe this happening and then later on like as it goes on the president's like not going how you thought huh buddy yeah, yeah. you know he starts getting cockier like yeah you're a dick well, like, hell, <laughs> yeah, like, a couple times he, he, this is yeah. happening mm-hmm. he tries a couple times to get free you know mm-hmm. he starts like he slaps little, one dude yeah a little bit more of a fight as yeah. it goes along but Here's the thing. I, I, I this this oh, this train this train looks like super fancy airliner. Like they've got yeah. these pressed uniforms and like a full crew standing by. Mm-hmm. How often does the president use the secret underground bullet train? Never. These people just spend their entire lives standing by. Well, no, it was train. probably staffed for the State of the Union. It's probably not staffed okay. if the president's not. Oh, there. it's staffed year round. 24 anyway, always sure but it's always just funny because like they charge in and these people don't look a bit surprised to no. see him other than like they immediately start getting other shot than the two sure. cops who get shot yeah. immediately yeah that, that's a shame yeah i just spent the crew like the, but yeah the, the stewardesses get shot yeah <laughs> the presidential stewardesses yeah, yeah. but uh, so they they take off uh-huh. in the train super fast. well the air quotes train the cgi train. <laughs> but a train the train that may or may not be there no. and maybe the, dream, the dreamworks train yeah. <laughs> yeah it's not there it's the polar express the super fast polar express yeah. well it was underground shortly yeah then it comes out well under, it was underground right there on the tracks next to the main highway the main freeway yeah. and flies the safest flies place out of that tunnel mm-hmm. for an emergency presidential bullet train yeah mm-hmm. ice cube tries to run to the doors to get there in time misses it he's like yeah. i need a car yeah and by the time he gets topside Everyone's on their side now. Yeah, everyone has. Samuel just, Jackson is commanding he's people to orders, do stuff. Yeah. Well, he's like, commanding the the regular dudes. I, I I would assume they've killed all the bad ninjas. Yeah, but I mean, like the cops and everything. First of all, this dude's the cops, dead. The cop, he's dead. He yeah. had a funeral at Arlington. He's dead. Surprise! And, I'm alive. It's Samuel L. Jackson. He just takes charge of the situation, <laughs> and people don't have time to ask questions. Yes, I punched my way, I punched my way out of that shark. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess if you do say things authoritatively enough, yeah, people, people will. Like, oh, just yeah. Samuel L. Jackson just pops out. Shout 
shouting motherfuckers at motherfuckers, <laughs> and you motherfucking listen. I guess that's that's, true. that's, yeah. that's what you do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so, so that 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 whole situation is taken care of. Yeah, so the bullet train's taken off, mm-hmm. and of course, Ice Cube's woman shows up. With the car they were talking about the, earlier. Yeah, the Super million dollar Shelby, prototype. Yeah, Cobra, Shelby, blah, blah, yeah. blah. It's got one million RPMs in it. Yeah. <laughs> and she's got like, all the RPMs. She's like, good luck. Go get that train. Mm-hmm. He's like, all right. And he takes a little while to flirt with her before he takes yeah, off. Yeah, like, you like, don't have time for this. Yeah, there's a, there's a, he's going to kill the president. Like, the whole thing that you... All the shit is going down because of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, it's all like, the excuses you made up to this point that I don't have time for this, now is the time to say, I don't have time for yeah. this. <laughs> But no, they flirt for a minute, and he's like, all right, I, I gotta go. And But yeah, so he takes off in this car, and this is when it becomes the end of Torque. Yeah, it yes. becomes a CGI nightmare. Yeah, because <laughs> he is driving this car, and they keep showing, like, the speed keeps going. It's 100, 120, mm-hmm. 140, 160, and he's only barely keeping pace with the train Yeah, while weaving in and out of traffic on the highway. Well, apparently, they've only got the train on the medium setting, because they see the car catching up. They're just like, punch it. And so train just goes... Hmm. 200 miles an hour just gone mm-hmm. and so he punches it at the same time so he starts going faster and then he sort of drives up on, well he does some crazy convoluted jump to get onto the tracks which mm-hmm. then it just becomes just pure everything in this movie is happening in a computer because the car bounces around on the tracks for a while and it's sliding all over the place and then finally the tires pop and magically boom lands on the tracks mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's same thing from was it octopus yes that, yeah. Uh, just riding down the, the tracks at 200 miles an hour trying to catch the plane. And and also, meanwhile, th- now three CGI helicopters have joined the chase, which also includes them dangling a dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah <laughs> In Scott the dumbest rescue. Yeah. The, the dumbest rescue plan. 200 ever. mile an hour train. <laughs> just dangling this And these dude. helicopters, I guess they're going 200 miles an hour with the train. They have to. They're at first, he's trying to, to take a sniper shot, too, which... Oh, yeah, that doesn't work. But doesn't work either out. Either way, it's, it's a mess. And the whole time... Like Willem Dafoe's up front, and you know he's like he's he's doing the evil, evil villain thing where he's like, well, maybe you'll get your own holiday after I kill you, you know. And, and there's no reason for him to kill him at this point either. That's mm-hmm. what doesn't make sense. Yeah, because I mean, you didn't get the Secretary of State, and yeah. you didn't get the Vice President. Well, his and- his final desperation pl- plan is that I'm going to kill him, and then pretend that I. Almost saved Almost him. Almost saved him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's still dumb. It's still yeah. dumb. Yeah. It's <laughs> but, like, but you're not getting away. He yeah. eventually, you know, he this keeps, is plan Z on yeah, his list. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He keeps just talking shit to the president. And finally, yeah. the president just goes, fuck you. <laughs> yes. And like, Fine. they save their fuck you because yeah. it's PG 13, but they save it for. I got to give them credit. Yeah. That was probably the best use of it that they could have done. Yeah. Save it for the president. Right. Because yeah. Ice Cube, we've heard Ice Cube yeah. swear before. Oh, he says yeah. it all the time. President, though. Yeah. When the president tells the villain of your movie just to fuck off. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. There's something great about that. Yeah. Get off my train. Yeah. <laughs> but they get they kind of get in a fist fight and Ice Cube rams the train. Yeah, he ends up ramming the back of the train. <laughs> to get the car stuck on the train, so they're both going the same way. Well, speed. it gets stuck on the train for just long enough for him to crawl up the car and get onto the train. All right, because he's, he's he fired a rocket at it to just blow the yes. back of the train mm-hmm. off, essentially. Mm-hmm. So he can ram it. Get stuck on it and then just crawl up and then and the, get into. Then the car just completely dislodges and the second that he gets yeah. on the train, yeah. Yeah. flies into a million. Now was pieces. he using that glove suction thing or Did was he? that oh. just? If he like was, they were those. not very clear about it. Yeah, because no. yeah. they, they, they set that up. That's then, like the only gadget they show, yeah. and then I don't even think they use it. But yeah. maybe they did. I mean, it would make sense if they did. That's where it would be used. Maybe Scott. Maybe Scott Speedman had it when he grabbed the president. 
Like maybe that's uh, the only thing that like maybe. you know like yeah. that's someone you could should be. Have okay because yeah we're gonna get there because yeah, way, they, yeah. they have this little firefight in the train mm-hmm. and eventually well, he, yeah he yeah, fights he, the henchman dude yeah. and gets stabbed in the arm and then lights him well eventually they, lights yeah. him on fire yeah, yeah they they cut a gas main and then he gets a lighter and yeah burns that dude yeah anyway. But the, he eventually opens up the big door on the side of the train. Scott Speedman is dangling there like, Speed can't do anything. Like, hey, hey and then jump to me, some, Mr. President. Eventually, the president <laughs> does enough to, like, dislodge the gun from Willem Dafoe briefly. Right. And Ice Cube's like, get out of here. And he starts fighting with Willem Dafoe. Now, Scott Speedman is, is dangling from the side of the train mm-hmm. going, come on, Mr. President, jump to me, jump to me. And we're all like, <laughs> yeah. no! no! <laughs> Why? Yeah. Stop the train! <laughs> well, they said they couldn't slow the train oh, down. Sure. Yeah, because of course, the, rear the brakes, brakes always Rear break. brakes were fine. Oh, probably because yeah. Ice Cube blew him up with a missile, maybe? That's yeah. correct. Yeah, okay. But anyway, so... They get to the S-curve. <laughs> maybe, maybe he had the glove, and like that's how he was actually able to hang yeah. on to him as the train is going 200 miles yeah, an hour. Whatever. I don't know. And Thanks, Elf Glove. As he, as he is holding the president... <laughs> As he's holding the president, Willem Dafoe just runs out the doorway and just starts shooting at him. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, I'm just, I'm going to kill the president. Cause ah, just like, there's witnesses now, I want something. <laughs> I want something to go my way tonight. Yeah. He winged Speedman. Yeah. Speedman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the, the helicopter takes this wild neck breaking <laughs> yeah. yeah cable just... snapping president killing turn <laughs> it just flings away well, let's just put it this way the good guy 200 <laughs> miles an hour the black hop helicopter turns on a dime the president is dangling just like a the, you know like a the president is now in nova scotia <laughs> the good guys came closer to killing the president the more oh, yeah. Ever did. yeah yeah the good guys plan was fucking <laughs> madman <Right>. genius <laughs> but let speedman do it somehow ice cube Dives out of the way and will and makes Willem Dafoe fly out of the train. Well, the the, the helicopter shoots a missile oh, at that's the front right. of the train, and oh, yeah. the train starts exploding. Yeah, that's right. I'm sorry. Yes. Because Ice Cube dives out of the out of the side. Yeah. Willem Dafoe's like riding the train to the end. He's just like, fuck. Yeah. And so he gets a missile first trouble. Yeah. Oh, the no. geography of this is no. I know uh, it makes sense though. Okay, so this uh, is where this is where I, we got to be careful with our time because we're already running long. But what Ice Cube does. Is he still got this, like, it, it's about the size of a sh- sawed-off shotgun, but it's a little tiny grenade launcher. Yep. And he is now diving towards the water from this 200-mile-an-hour train, thus making him go at least 200 miles an hour, plus... Warp yeah. factor 10 plus, is the speed he's approaching this yeah, water. Yeah, plus gravity and, and all of that. Yeah. So he fires the grenade launcher down at the surface of the water, breaking the surface of the water, and then dives perfectly. Yeah. Stupid, yes. <laughs> Impossible, yes. But I do like the fact that they at least <laughs> acknowledge the fact that the theory is is that it, you can dive into water from a greater height if the br- surface of the water is broken. At least, at least it's, it's something. It's, sure, it's for a fun. movie, it's fine. They He's thought about it, dead, and uh, yeah, sure. But- <laughs> <laughs> it makes it slightly more probable. Yeah, I, I'm just saying. It's I think like- what made it more improbable was your bringing up the fact that it <laughs> was slightly probable. It's more probable. Then it, not. Then just I know, jumping that, into the water. But that completely broke that suspension of disbelief for me. Mm. Oh, I don't know. I, it added it to me. I was just like, hell yeah, shoot the water. Because <laughs> that's how and I then the train, like, shoot the water. <laughs> and then somehow the train doesn't land on him, even though it's close. It's right yeah. behind him at some yeah. point. He managed, when he hits bottom, he swims out in front of it. But man, that train's coming right down on him. But anyway. But he's so, Ice Cube. Yeah. He survives. Movie yeah. over. He yeah. survives. Hey, President gives yeah. Speedman a medal and... Gives and an unknown soldier a medal. Gives, and quotes Tupac. Right. Yes. <laughs> and Ice Cube's like, the President Tupac. of the United States, just quote Tupac. <laughs> he stole my line. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. 
But yeah. Cube stole oh, Tupac's line. So right. This is true. It's all so good. he kisses his woman. They still don't have sex. And, and he leaves. And he, leaves. And he leaves. drives away. Yeah. Credits. Yeah, and they set up for another Triple X. Right. Maybe. Yeah. It's like because Speedman's working to, with yeah, Samuel Jackson. We need now. to get another guy who's even crazier. I know just the person. Door shut. Mm-hmm. Credits. Mm-hmm. And then we rate it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Triple Jocks. That's what I'm giving it. So the three. So mm-hmm. three. J O X X X. State of the Union. <laughs> yeah, this is a lot more fun than the first one. Yeah, this um, is one of those rare cases of a sequel being better than the original. Yeah, the music is not good, but it's not nearly as annoying. Uh, I mean, the it's music still, in the first Triple X is atrocious. Yeah, it's really in your face and really annoying. Um, but yes, yeah, so this is a very good one. It's still. I could almost go four jocks, but I'm going three. I'm going four. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm tempted to go five, to be honest. Hmm. I love the hell out of this movie. In all the ways, it's and it's so weird because I hated Die Another Day so much, and this is the same director as Die Another Day, but it goes ludicrous in the same ways, but times ten, almost. It's like, fine as long as you want to live in a crazy universe. Just don't fuck up an existing series. That's the problem with Die Another Day. Like, if Die I Another guess. Day was another movie, it'd be totally okay. <laughs> yeah, if it had Ice Cube. Sure. 100% sold. <laughs> but no, but I just, like, it It has that brand of crazy that I love. And I, I'm i so tempted to do five, but I got to go four. I'm going to go three. Triple it's, jocks. Yes, triple jocks. Um, yeah, it's hard to it's it's hard to describe. This this movie put me to sleep at one point and then woke me up with explosions. So Yay. You know, so that's where it averages out. <laughs> okay. Sweet. Um I would give it four, but with you would, but yeah, I would no, I will and oh, am. Okay. Uh but I would say that it, had we watched the first triple X, I would have given that five. So what? Really? Yeah. I, I think that particular brand first of all these movies are so incredibly different from one another aside oh, from yeah. aside yeah. from samuel L. jackson and the guy who plays the q guy who doesn't even play in the same way aside from those two characters these movies are nothing alike not even close yeah. i mean compared to the first one this one is almost grounded in reality and this movie's fucking mm. crazy yeah the first movie is fucking insane <laughs> yes but like in premise more than anything. Yeah, I just found the first one just annoying me with its like feature over the head music and stuff. I, I, the I first one yeah. has an attitude and a lifestyle that I just despise. Yeah. And it embraces all of that and plays it up as much as possible. And like, I just. Yeah, but you know what? The people I in wanted Torque somebody lived to put a, a life that was deplorable and awful, and I hated everyone in that. But that movie's fucking genius, too. Yeah. So. I, but, look, four jocks is really good for this. Yeah, I'm just I mean, saying, I mean, had we watched the first one, I would have been yeah, like, Yeah, the original Triple X is a jocks movie for sure. Yeah. Because there are enough good action scenes oh, yeah, in it, but yeah. just I hate Vin Diesel so much in that movie <laughs> that I really can't go much higher. All right. It, like, I, th- I, think this, I think this movie is much better than the original Triple X. Yep, agreed. Mm. Okay, well, we've talked long enough. I think it's break time, right? Yeah, I think break so. Break time, then bond time. Yes, it'll be Skyfall time. Yeah, let's come back and talk about Skyfall. All 
right, welcome back. Hey, Bamcast. Hey, Bamcast. It's a podcast. Of this 150 yeah. episodes. Wow. Tendial, tacular. Yeah. Yeah. What did we say it was? What is Septicentisode. Septicentisode. Okay, thank yes. you. Yes, the, the human, human centipede. Septicentisode <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a like a G.I. Joe villain or something. He is, mm-hmm. yes. So, um, sure. should we d- drop right into Skyfall, or do we want to do other Bond wrap-up-y things first? Can't wrap up until Let's we, yeah, until we, we wrap up. We gotta talk okay. Skyfall. All right. yep. Non-spoilery Skyfall talk. Spoiler. Yes. Spoiler, it's a Bond movie. Oh, right. Some would debate that. Shut up. Nobody's gonna debate it under my watch. All right. So, yeah, so we saw Skyfall. Yay, Skyfall. The 1207 showing. Yes. Because the sparse crowd at the twelve oh seven show. Well, in this town, yes, yeah. not yeah. a lot of tough well, bastards for a, out there. A like Wednesday us. night, twelve oh seven. What? It's what do they got to do? Go to Thursday? They do got to go to Thursday. <laughs> I did go, to Thursday. Get up to go to Thursday. Thursday was easy. I'm running on energy drinks at this point, so good times. Running on pure hatred. Oh well, that's. that's I'm going to look into that next time. Yeah. It right. works. It gives you a big headache, but so Skyfall. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes, Skyfall. Yeah. Skyfall. Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig returns as Skyfall in Mm -hmm. James Bond's Skyfall. (laughs) James Bond's Falling Sky. Yes. It is about... The sky that falls me. I liked it. A thing that happens. Yes. Mm -hmm. It is about (laughs) some some things, yeah. Yeah. How do do we describe the plot without... You don't. Giving things away. You just don't. It's a Bond movie with things in it. There's... (laughs) There's a villain. Yes, I think we there can is. say that. There's yeah. a villain. Takes a I, while. I think it's a good villain. Yeah, I was going to say, I think it's the first villain in a while that comes off as a crazy James Bond villain, not yes. just kind of like, oh, you know, I have some plans. Well, yeah. a villain that is less of a businessman and more an actual, like, right. crazy villain. villain. Yes, a crazy villain. <laughs> yes, crazy yeah. person. So we can't, we can't even really talk about the, the locations Bond goes and things like that. I mean, nope. he, he uh, goes pretty not. places. Yeah. Uh, he goes to Bond places. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. He does some Bond things. Yeah. Travels the world. He has some Bond drinks uh-huh. and he has some Bond flings. Yes. <laughs> yeah, this I will say this. It's not quite an old Bond movie, but they're certainly moving that direction because there are a lot of old Bond nods right. and some incredibly specific ones yeah. that I mean, are incredibly satisfying when they show up. Yes. It's probably a, a product of it being the 50-year thing that they also wanted to do like they did with Tomorrow Never Dies, which mm-hmm. is like throw in some old-school references because, oh, yeah. you know, anniversary. Right. Mm-hmm. Pretty fair amount of fan service. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I... And I thought what they used was really well used. Like, it wasn't like Tomorrow Never Dies where he suddenly, oh, there's the jetpack, you know, that right. sort of stuff. They don't do anything that egregious. No. And they actually one they of gently them, massage it in, like they they yeah. fold it in, like ingredients in a food thing. Oh, <laughs> uh-huh. that analogy fell apart at the right. end. Like I'm sorry. bread. <laughs> yeah, sure. sure. <laughs> I, I was also, I mean, I wouldn't say really impressed by considering two of the three writers on this are the same two writers of the other two, but how many references there were to the other two Daniel Craig movies. Yeah, there was there was a fair mm. amount, like little yeah. specific, very specific references here and there about the previous movies that yeah. I thought, you know, mm-hmm. they just don't have that level of continuity. They never have. So yeah. just doing callbacks to that kind of thing was fun. Yeah. But it's definitely not a continuation of the first two. It is nope. its own thing entirely. Yes. And goddamn, it starts like a motherfucker. I mean, I'm this just thing right just out of the gate. goes. Yeah. When we get to all <laughs> our recap stuff, that cold open is going to be on my list of best ones. 
because they go crazy. Like they do some crazy cool stuff, and it's and it's again another extended one. Before yeah, it goes wild. Forty-five minutes, I think. <laughs> yeah, the first hour yeah, is the cold open. Right. Really late title card. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, just I mean. <sighs> They go for it, and not only do they go for it, they they hearken back to some goofy ass shit, like just like, oh, Bond's going to do this. Okay, well, mm-hmm. <laughs> let's see how that works out. Hey, it worked out pretty good. Yeah, that, that <laughs> good thing he's James Bond. <laughs> yeah. That would have been really bad. <laughs> There's a scene in a casino that I just like was just shocked that they actually <laughs> went where they went with that scene. Yes, and <laughs> it's slightly goofy, but it still somehow works in their little world of bond that they've created for this one well they've it also feels like they have shaved like they've polished a layer of of grit off of off of bond a little bit they finally like eased up on the whole new dark and mysterious and angry bond and they're like all right have a little fun yeah that's that's the big thing is daniel craig actually seems like he's having fun like i liked him a lot in this one they attempted to give him a personality this time yeah, and I, they, he's not entirely successful at doing it, but mm-hmm. I appreciate the effort. Yeah, this is the his best r- one of all of them. Of his the, three, the most range I think that Daniel Craig has shown. Yeah, he's, he's almost he, jokey at times yeah. and mm-hmm. quippy. Quips aren't necessarily great, he's, but he's, he's making them. He smirks a couple times. <laughs> he does. He almost smiled once. Yeah, yeah. They get kind of all the dark, gritty stuff out of the way in the beginning. Yeah, and that's good because you. Ugh, I'm tired of dark, gritty Bond. Yeah. So, in a way, I feel like this is refreshing, like a, a real refreshing Bond movie for me, because it it's all it's almost like they listen to us? half the complaints or us, <laughs> you know, that I had, and, and we're like, hmm, maybe he's, maybe this guy's got a point. Let's uh, let's, let's ease it off a notch and and yeah. pedal well, down on some of this other stuff. It feels like they're finally not shying away from using old bond stuff right yeah because the the previous two it felt like they went out of their way to avoid doing you know the bond james bond ordering the martini you know that sort of stuff it felt like yeah it felt like they wanted to distance themselves so much away from all that that they went too far you know they and this one it feels like they're finally reeling it back in and going okay you know what people want to see that stuff so if we can work it in it doesn't hurt to work it in yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't go so far as to call this a reboot. It's more like a slight course correction. Yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah. Um, just kind of like a. All right, mm. let's not be quite so serious with it. Um, I think it still it still ventures into the world of realism a lot yeah. more than old. You know, especially it still Roger gets Moore serious ones, and but, dark for yeah. sure. Sure, absolutely. especially by the end of it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know overall rankings. I mean, we'll, we'll get to our overall ranking, but I mean, everybody pretty pleased with the movie would rate it fairly highly. I, oh yeah. Yeah, it is a good movie. I mean, regardless of how it fits into a list of Bond movies, it is it, for a movie. It is very entertaining. Yeah. It is it is very well made. It is slick. The thing that I've said about these Daniel Craig movies is that the the Bond movies have finally the production values have reached the you know the I, the ideas that the writers are coming up mm-hmm. with. Yeah. Nothing seems phony. And I I, know, I have a feeling this movie is going to make a boatload of money, which is inevitably going to draw the. It already Some, has in UK. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying, like, I think people are going to turn on this movie a little bit, um, kind of like they do with anything that gets big. Hipsters. And because, it's, unfortunately, people are going to immediately go, go Dark Knight. There, people are just going to say Dark Knight, and it's going to make close to Dark Knight money, I think. 
Mm-hmm. I honestly do. I think this money is going to make a yeah, it's gonna be boatload huge. of money. Yeah. They're going to um, green cap. But yeah, it. there are certain things that Somewhat. drink. Um, there are certain similarities to yeah. other movies, other yeah. big movies mm. um, that are going to. Yeah, that'll come up. But yeah, it's I mean, people are just going to turn and they're going to be like, well, yeah, Simpsons did it, you know, that kind of thing and just turn on this movie. But all that aside, I was I was seeing it fresh. I, I was very pleased with this movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I became even more pleased with it when non-spoilery when what Skyfall is is revealed you know what the the, the the title sequence is I I was much more on board with the movie at that point yeah mm-hmm. I did not like and I'll I'll stay generic when I talk about this I did not like there's there's a moment probably about halfway through where they tease it where they mention the word Skyfall and it becomes like this weird sinister like well it's the thing that's in the trailer right oh I haven't seen the tra- I didn't yeah, yeah it's, it's in the trailer okay yeah. well if that w- once you find out what Skyfall is that moment seems very weird and out of place. Like, why? I don't. I don't like, agree with that. From for what was going on in that scene, yeah, I think that that I, I thought it was fine. Once I again, once I found out what Skyfall was, I was right. like, oh, okay, that yeah. makes, we, makes. We'd have to have a more in depth discussion about that off okay. the air. But yeah, three yeah. or four years from now, when everybody's <laughs> yeah, seen sure. it, <laughs> we're doing our marathon again. Yes, for sure. Bond twenty. When it comes out on red. <laughs> whatever the yes. next media is it comes out on purple ray. ray yeah like we said uh or like brandon and i were discussing <laughs> branded usb sticks oh okay and yeah shall, spoil it come on shall we tell her uh, the idea okay we're not gonna actually make it happen so oh maybe <laughs> chance will happen that someone okay. is listening that can make it happen so your branded usb stick bond movie collection right is going to come in a replica ppk yes but it's not going to be the gun itself. It's going to be the magazine. You slide it's out going the to be, magazine, slide out the magazine, and that's your USB stick. Nice, brilliant. All twenty-three, Bang. four, whatever movies. God, by how then. many gigs would that thing have to be? Doesn't matter. All the gigs. It's going to be. Yeah. By well, then, I mean, be, we have yeah, five yeah, years from now. We have thumb drives now up to what? Sixty-four hundred. No, there's one hundred twenty. Yeah, one hundred twenty yeah. gigs. I think probably two fifty-six is if you yeah. spend enough money. Yeah. Right. We're on our way. But yeah, I, I was very pleased with Skyfall. I'm very pleased with the direction they go by the end of it. Should we spoil yes. that the gun barrel is not in the beginning, it's at the end again? Yeah. And it kind of feels the same way like we felt after the last one that... It could be again. You probably yeah. should be starting it with the with the gun barrel at the beginning mm-hmm. in the next one. Maybe. Because, well, I mean, they definitely... Like you said, it's a, a course correction where they're going much more towards here's all the old stuff that we know you like. Yeah. Yeah. So the the we'll one see. thing that I found weird about the 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 tone everyone takes in this movie towards Bond is that now Daniel Craig is old. Everyone keeps referring to Bond f- as being old, whereas two movies ago he was the young upstart hunky stud Bond guy, and now in this movie everyone's like, "Oh, yeah. Bond, you're getting so old." Well, did they <laughs> really did they really give us an idea of how much time had passed between Quantum of Solace and Skyfall? I would say probably legitimately the amount of time that passed between those two movies coming out. Four years. Mm-hmm. Possibly. So he's had some adventures. Well, I don't know. Did they treat him like he was young or did they treat him like he was a fresh agent? Well, I mean, because he, it's not going to be easy to get your double O status. Yeah, I mean, he's a commander in the British Naval, right, which should right. take you 15 years if you're really good. Sure. sure. I mean, I'm know. just saying it, it just seemed odd all of a sudden that, you yeah. know, when this yeah. when the Daniel Craig guy started, it was. Ooh, young, hot Bond, and yeah. now in this movie, everyone's like, "God, you're so goddamn old." <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I would say he's, he's at least for, he's for a least, secret agent. Yeah. yeah, I know. You know, and yeah. from what I remember from the books, there there were several times where it's like, huh, "Bond, you're getting up there," and he's like forty. Yeah, you know, but right. he, well, sure. he's, he smokes you're a thousand cigarettes a day. But yeah, 
The lifespan of a double O agent is actually very short. <laughs> if, if you enjoy the Bond movies, go see it. Yeah. Yes. And Roger Deakins was the uh, cinematographer on it, so it looks fucking gorgeous. Yep. Because that guy is one of my favorite dudes. Yep. And I realize he doesn't have a freaking Oscar. How does that guy not have an Oscar by now? It it was kind of weird. I mean, watching the opening credits, how many names you will recognize. I mean, like, oh, yeah, it's just like, I mean, production uh, people, production people. I mean, it's just kind of nuts. Like Stuart Baird edited it. Exactly. That's what I was about to get to. I was like, yeah, I mean, you just have like, you know, super A class behind the camera people Mm -hmm. that even not crazy film geeks would might recognize names. And Mendez handles handles the action well. Yeah. Yeah. All the action scenes are good. Yep. They're well choreographed. The geography's good. I yeah. mean, They're does. amazingly well choreographed. Yeah. Like, surprisingly yeah. well. Everything in that opening scene is just pitch perfect. Like, there's not... No one even takes a half a step off. I mean, everything is just perfectly doing what it's mm-hmm. supposed to be doing. It's, yeah, there, there's one fight sequence in the movie I thought was odd stylistic choice. But, I mean, it still worked. The silhouetted... If it's yeah. the silhouettes yeah. one, that... I thought it was cool. I mean, don't get That's me wrong. That's strictly Roger Deakins going, I want to do this. Yeah. I and mean, going, don't get me wrong. It's yeah, cool. Yeah, that sounds like yeah. it looks yeah. awesome. But the so. fighting seemed like like a dance. Yeah. Yeah. Like, these two guys know exactly what's going on exactly. way it too felt, soon. It felt a little bit, yeah. way know, too episode one lightsaber fight. Yeah. Where yeah. It's, it's, like, it's more like okay, dancing how many, than How many fighting. times have you practiced this? Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But it's still, yeah. I mean, yeah, fucking cool. kicking ass. What did we think of the opening credit sequence and theme? Since we haven't really, um, it's solid. Much. Um, I, we didn't even talk about Quantum of Solace last week, but that's the no, only one done by a studio called MK12. Yeah, and it looked it. It did not fit in with the rest of them. Yeah, no, they all. brought the other guy back. We yeah, got, they brought the guy back who had done everything since Brosnan. Mm-hmm. We got naked ladies on the. Uh, we did nipples. Yep. Acton, yeah. naked ladies. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and the song. The song's kind of they played it safe. It's a decent song. It's it, not necessarily a memorable song. Reminds me a lot of Diamonds Are Forever. Really? For some reason, yeah. It's better than that. Yeah. Uh, it's it's better, but there's some musical cues that remind me of Diamonds Are Forever. Yeah. But I think the opening is, it's a solid opener. Yeah. It fits in the old style. There's some really nice it, it play, underwater visuals. Yeah, I was going to say, it yeah. plays well in the sequence of events that the movie happens. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. it, and it, does the, it does the old school tease you as to where the movie's going to go thing. So. Okay, so our, our, I guess we're going to start in our big recap list. Yeah. As we, you might know, we've seen every Bond movie. <laughs> uh-huh. We've been busy. Yeah. So we, we've got best Bond stuff from people, but we'll save those for after yeah, our, we go through. Our best Bond yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Or worst. Or worst. We've got some of those. We've got a, one or two worst. Yeah. Yeah. But um, we're just, we're just going to go through a few categories that we mm-hmm. thought up. Figured we'd talk a little bit about all of them, but uh, best theme songs. Yes. Starting out with. Ooh. <sighs> Harlow, uh, you only picked a couple, right? I picked two. You picked two. Yeah. I picked uh, Live and Let Die, number one. Da-da-da. Uh Close second is uh, Vito a Kill. Love that song. I'm going to hug you. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow, they just had a bonding moment here. A bonding <laughs> moment. <laughs> 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 uh, jokes. Uh, that's, that's it. That's all I... Those are the only two you like. No, I like all the rest of them. I hate all the other ones. No. Like, all the rest suck. No, I mean, I couldn't pick one of the old, uh, old vocal ones. I mean, to me, they're they're all pretty great. And mm-hmm. as we were listening to them on the way to the theater yesterday, you stated there is no music in the history of music that sounds like that. I mean, there's big band orchestra, there's vocal songs, there's crooning songs, but there's nothing that like 
is that kind that of that sounds like music. Goldfinger yeah. or Thunderball. Yeah. So I mean, I, to pick one among those, I I don't know. I mean, to me, Live and Let Die is the not only is it the start of the Roger Moore era of music, but it's also kind of the slight transition where it's like let's write a good song that's not just a theme song, right? Mm-hmm. And that's that's kind of that demarcation point. And so I couldn't pick a Sean Connery one, and you know, I mean the. Honor Majesty's Secret Service is back to instrumental, so mm-hmm. I mean it's a great song. Don't get me wrong, but it's it's kind of an yeah. oddball one in the middle of all those vocal ones. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a few opinions on this. Um, <laughs> my favorite Bond themes are the one that our listener Josh has provided us. <laughs> um, of course, suck up. Oh, no, they're <laughs> fucking awesome. You shut your mouth. Um, Sucking up to the listener. Yeah. <laughs> no, sh- no, it's they're fucking awesome. Actually, I believe they call that pandering. Mm. Pandering. Mm-hmm. I've, I've, dude, he's saying Goldeneye. Goldeneye. Right. Golden we yeah. can no longer say Goldeneye. No, no one can say Goldeneye. It's Goldeneye. Goldeneye. Uh, <laughs> um, anything Shirley Bassey for me? Any mm. of the three that she did? Mm. Uh, Live and Let Die. The Man with the Golden Gun. And wow, Man with the Golden Gun. Yeah, I don't. Mm, you're not gonna I like my worst theme songs list. Uh, that's that's fine. I was listening to it today, and I'm like, man, this is kind of a jam. I was getting into it. I don't know why. <laughs> it is a jam. There's a lot going on in that song. There's too much. Going I don't. On. There's no. like a second orchestra that takes over and starts yeah. playing at some point. Yeah, just, it, some guy with a guitar just bursts in. It's like, it was actually like an orchestra battle. Yeah, and West Side Story. So it was like, they do. Yes, it just and the stages came together. It crept way up on my list today. But like, I really like Thunderball and From Russia with Love. It's Again, like you said, it's kind of hard to pick between those, so I'm hesitant to put them on my list because then my list is going to be 19 songs long. Sure. But um, all right, Mm -hmm. if you're going to make me pick, it's going to be one of the Shirley Bassies. That works. Then pick Goldfinger. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to pick one of them. Uh, I've got a top five. Okay, do it. Uh, Vito Kill is my favorite. Mm Mm-hmm. Because that song... That is your number one? That is my number one okay. Bond theme. That song is... That Song's sets awesome. the mood for Bond movie. So does Live and Let Die, mm-hmm. which is next. Um, I, I pick Goldfinger not because... Goldfinger. You can't like go around singing it. Like You can't just be like walking around the mall singing Goldfinger. Um, but Goldfinger <laughs> is like the blueprint of every Bond song. It's like... Get your good vocals and work the the theme in there somehow with horns and stuff. And just it's like a fully integrated. It's like singing plus Bond music. And just that's mm-hmm. that's the that's the blueprint of, yeah, of all I mean, the good songs. You have the original, you know, original Dr. No, quote unquote, James Bond theme, which is yeah. no vocals. Right. Then you have I mean, not that it's a bad song for Russia with Love, but it's kind of Paul Inca. Sure. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's like, yeah. you know, and then like Troy Bassett. <laughs> that's what, Monroe. You shut your mouth. Uh, I'm just saying. I'm just saying it's that style of scene crooner. Yeah. crooner and crooner. then all of a sudden it's like Shirley Bassey is the one where it just comes in it's like yeah. you know just, we're yeah. singing well, like, I can't separate like I can't separate hearing that from smashing into those credits the way it does right. like in my mind I can't hear that song and not think of him going shocking and just <laughs> bam <laughs> right and that's why that song is so awesome mm-hmm. I think is it so tightly integrated with everything that movie does in the beginning of it that yeah yes but we agree that's we yeah. said all that to agree with you uh great. moving on um then uh, nobody does it better 
Spy Love Me. I, I, I just think that is just an effortless effortless song being sung there. It's just so good. I know it's easy listening and mm-hmm. whatever. Hey, um, you're entitled to it. I know. And then Thunderball, simply because Da-da-da-da-da! Tom Jones is just so awesome. And I just love in my head singing that last note and imagining him passing out. <laughs> it's just like, no, just, he gets crushed under a, a flood of panties <laughs> from the audience. I just love that in that song, he's just singing about a guy who's a total asshole. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's like Thunderball is just like, this guy is such an <laughs> asshole. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my top five. Okay. All right. I got a top five. Ooh. All right. I'm going to go from five to one. Oh. oh okay. Five, live and let five. die. Da, da, da. Really? The only reason it's not higher is because I don't like that, that, like, kind of like, funk part that it goes into in the middle of like it for me that song just does too many things at once mm-hmm. it's kind of like that was paul Simon or paul Simon, paul mccartney during that area <laughs> i know yeah, yeah. it's like all it, the it, genres it, in yeah. one song yeah it, it's one of those where it's like all right dude and, and especially with the visuals of that intro mm-hmm. like it, that part doesn't quite match up i've always me. said that song does not match that movie yeah is well, the wrong I, I, song for that i movie. agree with you there and that's part of why it's a little lower it's too bad that wasn't fucking license to kill that would have been so awesome. I think it's as a theme for a song for License yeah, to Kill. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. But uh, for Thunderball, mm-hmm. just because he sings the hell out of that. and It's the best Tom Jones song ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, three View to a Kill, because everything we've said, like that. Thank you. That song rules. It does rule. I don't know. I'd... It's a very you mad might, song to me. You're, you're a few years younger than us. So I think that, <laughs> uh, no, honestly, that might have something to do with it because Could I can it, remember hearing that on the radio all the time yes. when I was young. It's, the, was, it's was, the only Bond is, song that went to number one. Yeah, I, was I think that say, is a big part of it. I didn't even, like, I'd forgotten it was a Bond song. Like, and all of a sudden I was like, oh, wait, that's, yeah. oh, shit, okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, they say the title of the movie in there, but I mean, the movie, eh, you know, was like mildly forgettable that like I think of the song first. That's what's crazy. Well, yeah, it. you think that's Dance Into the Fire is the name of that song, yeah. but it's not. <laughs> Yeah. It does have a pretty wicked guitar part. It has a pretty wicked everything. Pretty wicked everything, dude. The song's awesome. But yeah, uh, You Only Live Twice is my number two. It was my number one, but Goldfinger took over number one. Because really, it is like the template. But You Only Live Twice, um, just I... It's one of those songs you can't quite explain why you like it, but I love everything about that song. And... It's kind of got a good groove to it. Yeah, and it shifts like it's... I like the way it subtly uses the Bond notes, mm-hmm. like in the background and stuff, and then it turns dark at certain points, and then gets back to being like a romantic song. And it's just, it's one of those songs. Also, you know, like we've said about the Bond song, like I can't really think of any other song that sounds like that song. It is very unique in what it is. I think and we so, need to start a band that's just Bond music. That'll be our genre. <laughs> It'd be tough, man. Continue. We're Bond. We need to find band. a chick who can belt out a song, though. Yeah, we got Josh. But yeah. <laughs> we did. Uh, oh yeah, we don't need no chicks. All right, but uh, yeah, Goldfinger is number one. I think it's it's an awesome song, and it always makes me happy to hear it. <laughs> it does. Man. No, I, and, like if I think of I can't song, argue with that, that is what I think of every single time. Yeah, sure. And there's there's this weird quality to the to the vocals on at least in in the very beginning of the song that almost sounds like Shirley Bassey is singing into like a brass. Mm-hmm. Like a like a giant brass cone or something. Yeah, because it's got this really 
Maybe she actually like recorded it on the old Edison phone. Yeah, it's entirely <laughs> possible. <laughs> face right she in there and shouted right into that friggin' you know cone. We're recording. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not megaphone crooning or anything. Yeah. But, it's... but and that's something that's that to me is kind of entirely unique to that song, and I love it. So I support your decision. Yeah, I I, I think it, when I think about it, it's weird because like in the beginning everything's aggressive in that song. Every instrument is aggressive, oh, yeah. which you don't get a lot in music. No. But I mean, like, even the strings, like, <laughs> you know, it's like, holy shit, dude. Yeah. All right. It's opposite end of the spectrum. Moving on to worst theme songs. This one's pretty easy. It's very easy for me. Is it's it tough? Die Another Day and also Die Another Day. Die Another Day is the only one on my list. That's it. Oh, I got five. <laughs> I've got three. I got Man with the Golden Gun. Because, like, I, I feel sorry for her trying to sing that song. <laughs> Like, those lyrics are bullshit. It's not a well-written song. No. And and just, it's going all over the place. Moonraker, even though I love Shirley Bassey, that song is so utterly forgettable. It's a bad song. Yeah. the And, and the one, like, actual bit of instrumentation that's really good in it only shows up in the movie, like, once when he yeah. first finds Drax's lair. Yeah. And the sad thing, too, about that song is that the disco version at the end is better. Yeah. Like, it actually would have worked better as the opening. Yep. Uh, die another day because we we've talked enough about that. As someone as someone points, when we get to everyone's favorites, somebody said we have a lot of opinions about Madonna. Apparently, I didn't we realize do. how much we talked about die another day. But yeah, that song yeah. sucks. Uh, All time high. Fuck. Turn that song Just, on and on. put me to sleep. Go to hell. <laughs> if if I That's have insomnia, really I will listen to All Time High. It's just like, uh, it's like mom rock. It's terrible. It's fucking terrible. Dude, I love mom rock. And, and Living Daylights, because it is so utterly, completely, quintessentially forgettable. Hold on. You're picking Living Daylights over License to Kill. License to Kill is a garbage theme, and you know it. License to Kill. But you know what? I can remember License to Kill. I can barely remember All Time High or Living Daylights. The vocals and that in License is not- to Kill are good. I thought the vocals are good, but the words are dumb. It's just the kind of song that should not be a Bond song. No, it's like, not like just the style I'm, of it is garbage. And I'm one of those people that doesn't listen to vocals to a, during a song. I'll listen to the melody that they're singing, but I don't pay attention to the words until like the four millionth time mm-hmm. I've heard the song. I'm the same way. So die another day. Yeah. Tomorrow never dies. And the world is not enough. That's the list. <laughs> Interchangeable. Yeah. Man, I, they're all kind of no. fucking... God, I wish there was... Junk. I wish Tomorrow Never Dies had someone else singing it. Both of the, both Tomorrow Never Dies and The World Is Not Enough, it both sound... Like, they they both sound like they're... Somebody has removed their ability to properly sing notes. <laughs> like, they just... They've got three or four notes that they can sing, and anything outside of that, somebody hits them in the face with a frying pan before they can get up to pitch because <laughs> you know she tries to she tries to slowly raise up into that pitch and she just falls flat every time on tomorrow never dies same thing on the world is not enough yeah garbage and mm. die another day literally literally one suffering yeah suffering the wrath of bj at least there's golden night yeah. None of us had it on our list. No, though. no. <laughs> no. So, but uh, it doesn't make what, the doesn't quite make the cut, except yeah. for the Josh part. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, before we move on from theme songs, though, mm-hmm. um, another way to die. We didn't talk about it last week. What is it? Opinions. Okay. The one from Quantum of Solace. Oh, it's all right. I don't even remember it. The duet. It's the one with Jack Jack White and Alicia Keys. Oh, that one. Eh. 
I, right. I like it, but that's a very that's a stretch of a combo. I mean, it's I like them both separately for different reasons. Like, I think they're both good vocalists in a, a different way, but putting yeah. them together is kind of a weird mashup. Well, it's not. It's it not, sounds like neither of them recorded together. It's not a duet. It's a person featuring this person yeah. song. It's not one of those. The thing yeah. is, I really like it. Like, I, I, I like it, listening yeah. to it it's outside fine. of well, sure. the movie. It's a pop and, song. But I just wish he hadn't sung on it. Yeah, Jack White is a disastrous <laughs> sort of part of that song. But what I and appreciate... Alicia Keys totally outclasses him on oh, like in every single way on that mm-hmm. song. Yeah. Let him do the music. Fine. Yeah, He's good at that. Because I do like that he homages a lot of Bond-type stuff mm-hmm. in that song, but it's so choppy and split up that it doesn't quite work as a Bond theme. It, it feels almost more like something that should have been on one of those, you know, like shaken and stirred compilation type mm-hmm. things. Like it would have worked better there mm-hmm. than it does as a Bond song, but I still, I like it quite a bit on right. its own. Okay. So next on the list is best theme sequence. Literally just visuals. Yeah. Best opening credit sequence. Yeah. So shocker for me, die another day. <laughs> worst <laughs> but song. you hate that song. Worst song, best visuals. So when you watch that, what do you imagine I just go that to you're my listening ha- uh, Oh, what do I imagine I'm listening to? Yeah. Uh, sheesh. That's a good, I, a like better what, song. The what, Sounds of Dying Children. What song would you put over that? I don't know. I would just have written a different one. Okay. Because <laughs> I, I, I don't think there's a song that really matches the tone of what's happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, everything else is kind of different. Yeah. Or you could just let somebody else sing and perform that song. But there were almost no lyrics to die. No, no, no day, except for that. <laughs> I, I kind of think Live and Let Die would work well over that stuff. Uh, Let's just replace mm, all of the yes. Bond themes no, of that, Live and no, Let Die. Like I said, that is most perfectly matched with License to Kill. Well, yeah, I mean, da, but da, da, da. still. Yeah, but no, just visually speaking. I mean, granted, don't get me wrong, I still love the old classic Maurice Binder ones, yeah. but I couldn't pick one over any other. I, you know, no. know. I mean, Probably the I second most could. visual is like, uh, you know, Live and Let Die. I mean, that's a great one, just the way it smash cuts and everything and crazy 60s zooms. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Voodoo chicks. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I just for moving the story along without having to actually watch it, Die Another Day wins. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I mean, I just think that's an okay. interesting way to do it. Okay. The one I always think of when I think of a Bond movie intro is Goldfinger. Okay. It's mm-hmm. just iconic to me. And every time I try to think you know and and go through any of the bond intros it's bloop there's goldfinger mm-hmm. they did nail it i mean once once they decided to go for the song and for the mm-hmm. visuals that they wanted for those opening sequences it was very hard to match goldfinger in both instances going forward so i actually like from russia with loves better and those are the only ones that weren't maurice binder early on but it's it's very much very similar in that the stuff is projected on the belly dancers oh yeah that's right but they use like different colors for all of them and just it's one of those things that's like man i wonder how many takes it took them to get some of the <laughs> words that they project oh, onto yeah, these yeah. chicks yeah but I, that one's really good and it's very similar to goldfinger and goldfinger i love that that one chick's pinky is so crooked <laughs> right <laughs> in the beginning when she's it's like it's like what is wrong with your hand girl hmm. girl but yeah Girl. 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 How, your, how your hand, girl. What's wrong with your hand, girl? <laughs> but yeah, uh, Goldfinger from Russia with Lover on mine. Uh, Casino Royale, I really like in that, in the ideas that it presents with the way they, the way they animate everything. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was going to say, I like the, the, the Mad Men quality of it. Mm-hmm. It's just, 
it's a little bit of a shock when you're used to naked women and yeah, lights. Of course. And right. Abstract. Yeah. And Live and Let Die, I love because it's got all the fire and the voodoo and just so many cool, freaky things going on. And like those chicks just like staring through you. Yeah. 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 They're dead inside. Yep. <laughs> but my favorite is View to a Kill. All right. I love like that 80s black light neon on some of and like they put the 007 as she's unzipping her top. It's great. Just great. I love it. And they're like skiing for no reason. It's just not just skiing, but like flipping around. Yeah. <laughs> and then the silhouette of Bond shows up and shoots lasers at them. Yeah, I was going to say my favorite thing in any of them, and they've done it multiple times, is, is girl coming out of the gun when it yeah. shoots. Like, you mm-hmm. know, girl yeah. diving out of the gun. <laughs> no matter how many times that it happens, it's like, yeah. that's great. Where would you guys rank Skyfall's credits? I haven't sequence? gone yet. I want to talk okay. about my best themes. Well, okay. Sequence. Do it, Chuck. Okay. Um, Skyfall. All right. Out of I, all of them? I was... I, the thing about the, the Maurice Binder ones is that, really, I mean, if you were like to watch them all back-to-back... It's an hour and two minutes. Yeah. And <laughs> it's, it's it, on the Blu-ray set. It's a Ooh, lot of... Gosh, it's that. a lot of nipples and, and, you know, ladies. They do become and, very similar. But they do sort of blend together. And I was trying to think, I was like, okay, which one had this? Okay, which one had this? And I was like, well, that's a mishmash of all of them. But then last night when we were sitting there watching Skyfall, I was like, wow. This is the first time I've, like, watched one of these new ones from this guy who since the Brosnan ones, where I've been like, this this is awesome. This is This is telling a story. It's not just visuals for the sake of visuals. It is telling you a lot. Mm-hmm. And and matching the music and setting the tone and doing everything it needs to do. And I was just really impressed by it. So it could just be because it's fresh on my mind, but No, it's a really good sequence. No, it was Skyfall. it was good. Yeah. So another thing, best cold open. Yes. Pre credits sequence. Yep. Cold open's known. The series is known for them. This is how you start your movie. It's like yeah. here's what you're in store for. Anything with skiing. Really? Oh, all of them. <laughs> yes. Anything with skiing. You to a kill. Anything. California girls. Yes. No. Snowboarding. No. Oh. Um, I would say. I would say mine's tied. It's a uh, octopusy with the, with the mini jet mm-hmm. and or which is the only good part of that movie. Um, and the uh, uh, Honor Majesty's Secret Service ski sequence opening up to the to Union Jack. That's that's that one, right? No, that's Spy Who Loved Me. Does it? God damn it. Yep. I wrote down the wrong one. See, I didn't like research, oh, research, right. but I'm just like, that's the one. The uh, the big giant jump into the Union Jack. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. That's yeah, that's why awesome. love me. Yeah. God, that's so... Ugh, Bond <laughs> boner. <laughs> yep. Uh, I've got Moonraker as one of them, because that's the jumping out of the plane Damn and taking straight, the parachute from Moonraker. the other dude. Yeah, Moonraker's on there. Skyfall, that whole sequence is pretty badass mm-hmm. to open that movie up. Uh, Goldfinger... Just because it's almost got like its own mini Bond movie in it, right? And ends with a one-liner. Oh, the one-liner is so good. <laughs> that like, like that's probably the best one-liner out of the entire series. And <laughs> well, because you weren't ready for one-liners yet. Yeah. And so when that one hits you, you're just like, oh my god, yep. <laughs> it's so good. Yep. Octopussy right up there because mm-hmm. that easily the best part of that movie for me. Mm-hmm. And uh, and that ends with a one-liner too, kind of because he's. Just- he drives the jet up to All the right. gas tank. <laughs> Fill her up. Yep. And then uh, Tomorrow Never Dies. I love that's that's kind of like its own mini Bond movie in itself too. Wait, Pretty which, awesome with, which with the jet to... where they they launch the nuke and then they can't shut off the nuke. Oh yeah. Or the missile, yeah, but then okay. he's got to fly okay. the plane away because right, right. it's got nukes attached to it. Like that whole sequence, I love. 
I mean, oh, yeah. License to Kills is pretty good, too. I mean, parachuting into the wedding after sky hooking the... Oh, yeah, let's go fishing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There, there's some good ones. Yeah. I, I had a tie also. Um, but I couldn't decide between Moonraker and um, uh, Tomorrow Never Dies. So Both awesome. Yeah. Tomorrow Never Dies, for me, that, that movie started like, holy crap, this is going to be the greatest Bond movie ever. Because of that open, mm-hmm. I was just like, "Yes, I please <laughs> marry me, Bond movie. This is so awesome," and uh, it broke my heart <laughs> as it went along. I'm sorry, Chuck. That's ah, okay. Yeah. So broads. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say ladies, but yeah, best oh, ladies sorry. of Bond, best Bond broads. Yeah, triple B. Right. Okay. I will allow it for alliteration. Mm-hmm. Bond okay. babes. Okay, babes is all right. So I, I have listed three, and they're on different categories. Oh, okay. I have just simply sexiest, hottest, mm-hmm. not necessarily best in any other way. Mm-hmm. And for me, that's Ava Green in Casino Royale. I, all right. You love that woman. That, she's you, major hot. It's all you, dude. Okay. Major hot. Um, most useful overall, though, like, you know, uh, <laughs> Pam Bouvier from, uh, mm-hmm. from uh, License to Kill. She is mm-hmm. on my list. Yeah. And um, just best overall, overall, just... She's hot, sexy, does good things, is uh, Tracy Bond. Yep. Spoiler. Rig, number one. Spoiler. Easily. Does good things. I should say Tracy, whatever her other name was. Yeah. Tracy Delacroix. That's not that. No, that's his mom. It was like Drax, but something else. I don't remember anymore. Tracy Bond. It's easier that way. Former Mrs. Bond. But yeah, she was my number one. Former human. Yes. Um... Hottest is, it's a tie between Jane Seymour and Live and Let Die and uh chick who plays Domino in Thunderball. I think that chick is absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. And mm-hmm. both of them, I mean, Jane Seymour, I mean, you look at her now and she's still freaking knockout. Yeah, out. banging. Yeah, banging. <laughs> so e- either one of them. And yeah, and I had pa- Pam Bouvier too because she was by far the most useful Bond chick out of all of them. Mm-hmm. I have a real answer and a joke answer. Okay. Although I'm, right. I'm proud of my joke answer. Grace Jones. Uh, no. <laughs> I almost yeah. put her as most useful or most badass. Because she's pretty fucking badass. Yeah, the, it is Grace Jones. I don't want to fuck The chick her. from For Your Eyes Only is both incredibly gorgeous and incredibly useful throughout that entire movie. She she holds her true. own and and is does not seem like she's just along for Bond to protect her. You know, yes, we she, don't like Bond escort mission. No, no, no. She so. saves Bond a few times. Yeah, I mean, she carries her weight. Mm-hmm. And you know, I appreciate that. And my God, that woman is gorgeous. Yep. So that, and then all ten feet of hair on it. Yeah, man. The early eighties chicks had hair. <laughs> um, and then my joke answer, which really isn't a joke answer, but plenty of tool. <laughs> <laughs> that's a joke answer. No, no, that's plenty just best, that's just best name. <laughs> no, no, that no, woman would. Yeah, the woman's hot. Yeah. I mean, she's all she's barely in the movie, but just you know when she's hot, I have plenty of tool. I'm like. Yeah, <laughs> it's a fucking of fantastic movie. Wow. So. My name's Plenty. She gets to see. <laughs> she gets to see Connery's spare tire too. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> As does the entire audience. Oh man, he just strips uh, down that one. He's just like, hey, check it, check uh, out this. I'm getting paid a million worst. dollars. <laughs> <laughs> I'm naked. Uh, <laughs> that might be my worst Bond thing. And anything is seeing Connery's spare tire <laughs> in Diamonds Are Forever. Oh, yeah, because he wasn't a big blubbery mess and never say never again. <laughs> I don't, I'm Sean Connery. Was, at least he was I wearing, don't give a shit. At least he was wearing an old man tracksuit and <laughs> never say never again. 
I'll yeah. slap you on the face, yeah. bitch. <laughs> I'm in my sweatsuit. Leave me alone and bring me some pudding. Yeah, hit a woman with an open hand. <laughs> Prefer the tapioca. Bring me a meat pie. <laughs> uh, right. Yeah. So, Where are um, my slippers? So, <laughs> who have you got, DJ? <laughs> um, nothing will beat Ursula Andress. Nothing beats Honey Rider. Um, just yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I still just dreams, dreams. But I also have on on the rest of my list, Pussy Galore. Of course you do. Of course, yeah. <laughs> because you must be dreaming. <laughs> because why not? Um, I'm good. I, she's fun. Yeah. Um, solitaire because it's fucking Jane Seymour mm-hmm. and uh, Xenia on a top because it's fucking Famke Janssen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah. Crush me. Um, <laughs> and that's my list. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Good list. Ursula Andres. That's iconic. That, I mean, yeah. Sh- oh, yeah. I agree. Just, ugh, ugh. <laughs> Right. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Well, I, I can't explain it without, sure. any further without my genitals. <laughs> Thank right, you, then. and let's talk about Bond villains. Yeah. <laughs> While BJ cleans himself up. Speaking of that. <laughs> Gentle O'Rourke is my favorite Bond villain. <laughs> <laughs> the penis, the penis. No, wrong O'Rourke. Uh, wow. Sorry. So, Bond villains. Yeah. Scaramanga. <laughs> no. Scaramanga. I did it again. Speaking of that, Scaramanga's on my list. Oh, okay. Oh, mine too. Thank God. I think he's great. Uh-huh. Yes. I mean, Christopher Lee is awesome anyway, sure. but having him be the evil bond is even better. Mm-hmm. And that like, like he is the crux of why I love that movie. Like you take him out of that movie and I probably hate man with a golden gun. That movie has problems. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it was way up on my list just because of him. Hmm. Fair enough. And yeah, uh, Drax, I love in Moonraker. Like a lot of people hate him. I don't know why. Because the, some of the shit he says, I almost put so him on my deadpan. list, and I thought you guys would be like, and "Fuck you!" No. And, no. Like, and I can't figure out why people hate him so much. Probably just because he looks like a grown-up Eddie Munster and just yeah has no enthusiasm. But just you know, <laughs> what does he say? He's like, "Mister Bond, you keep turning up with the unpleasant unpleasantness of an unwanted season." You know, yeah. I mean, it's just like, what the fuck are you talking about, guy? Yeah, and you keep. Yeah, you interrupting f- my attempts to murder you unsatisfactorily. Yeah, he's, he's or, one of the few you, that mentions I'm trying to kill you creatively. Yeah, <laughs> like I love exactly. him. Yeah, love Drax. Even the, and just I'm going to put you out of my misery. Yeah. yeah, and the way he dies is just so terrible and great. Yeah, speaking of that, Mister Big, Yafikado, Yafit, motherfucking Kodo. Oh, I love Yafikado. Yeah, also of, on my list. Speak of dying badly. Yeah. <laughs> also a worst Bond moment. Yeah, it's not a good one. Yeah. Oh well. Um, Sanchez, Robert W. in License to Kill, love him so much. But Goldfinger still the best one because he yes. is he is the one that matches Bond in cockiness. No, Mister Bond, I expect <laughs> you to die. Like yeah, yeah. And, and beat that line. Yeah, yeah. and beat and, it. I dare you. And he lets Bond hang around just because he's like, you're not going to stop me. So whatever. Yeah, give it your best shot, <laughs> asshole. Abuse me. Hang out here on my couch, and I'll yeah. tell you everything, and you could watch. I got a <laughs> I got a giant sumo wrestler who can take a. <laughs> Who can take a gold brick to the chest and not flinch? Yeah. So, so I'm not deal worried. with it. <laughs> exactly. Deal with it. Yeah. Our lists are surprisingly similar. Oh yeah. I have one to add, mm-hmm. and it is the gentleman from Skyfall. The gentleman. Yeah. Silva. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Mr. Silva. Mm-hmm. Man. Which I thought was a color to match the other two 
movies, but it's actually ah. S-I-L-V-A. Right. Oh, yeah. But the way all those Brits say it, you know. Silver. 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 I thought they were saying silver. Uh, he also made my list. It, he, He's good. If it, uh, he is really good. I'll tell you this. The the character is is okay, but Javier Bardem just he nails it. it out of the park. He really it, nails. He, he nails Bond villain. Yeah. He's fucking Bond villain. Well, There's, he he walks the tightrope perfectly in that he never gets too far in either direction. You know, he never gets dull enough to be one of the guys from Quantum of Solace or or Casino Royale. Yeah. But I he's don't also even those guys. Yeah, he's also crazy enough mm-hmm. that you're like, yeah, this guy's kind of freaking me out. Exactly. Yeah. But like once he shows up in the movie, you're like Great, okay. I want every scene to have him in it. Yeah, so to add to that, I have Goldfinger, Silva, and Dr. No. Dr. No. Not in any particular order. Mm-hmm. Monster hands. Dr. No. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Robot hands. Robot hand. Um, I, come on. I gotta have Walken on my list, because I, he, oh. <laughs> he almost made my list. Because he is so happy crazy in that movie. Yep. Now, he, get, he does go over, like, across That's, the line into just total madness that's why you that's why you choose christopher walken yeah but he is so happy More like power. He, even when he's running wow. he's mowing people down just like he's killing like a hundred people he's mm-hmm. so happy about it i don't know that just i enjoy yeah. the hell out of that movie and he almost walken made my list reason, so but i mean like even in walken's death scene when he's about to fall off the golden great gate bridge he like laughs for a second before yeah. he falls like i guess i'm gonna die now ah <laughs> <laughs> So good. Okay. Yes. Best Bond buddies. Buddies. Sidekicks. My buddy. Bond sidekicks. Mm -hmm. Hit me with them. Joe Don Baker. God, why do you love Joe Don Baker? I don't. I'm kidding. I was going to say, I thought you hated Joe Don Baker. I intensely hate Joe Don Baker. Uh, Sheriff the, Pepper. Correction. Worst Bond thing. Worse than Bond spare tire. J.W. Pepper. Yeah. yeah, that is the worst thing ever. Uh, dude from from Russia with love. Mm-hmm. He's on my list. Kareem Bay. Yeah, Kareem Bay. Like the, the, I got two people on my list, and both of them were dudes that like when they died, I was like, oh, mm-hmm. oh, don't kill that guy. So that dude, and then Patrick McNee from. Uh, oh yeah, God. Yeah, because yeah. you know. Yeah. You get you get the dude from the Avengers and mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you put him with Bond and Bond's just a dick to him the whole time and yep. chiding him and everything and you know good good pick I, I I forgot him because his time was so short yeah yep and I, I honorable mention I do like the Indian dude from uh, Octopussy I thought they gave that guy oh, yeah. a, a nice yeah. character to work with that when he died I was like ah I wanted that guy I kicking ass at the end mm-hmm. so yeah kind of yeah another brief redeeming moment in Octopussy. <laughs> Um, so yeah, to add to that, I have a uh, Milos Colombo, oh. Topal from uh, For Your Eyes Only. Right? He was my number one. Yeah, I love that character. If I was a Bond friend, exactly. Yeah, probably gonna die. Now. And uh, I, I it, obviously Felix Leiter has to be on the list mm-hmm. to clarify. I, I'm putting Jeffrey Wright. Yep, as, as my Felix Leiter. He's right on answer. mine too. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I think it's pretty awesome. The License to Kill, which was the Live and Let Die one? Yeah. Yeah, is that the one? I remember they wouldn't dug him up and brought him back, but I couldn't <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that guy was pretty cool, but I mean... Yeah, yeah Jeffrey Wright is so good. You didn't like the Jack's dad from Lost version of Felix Leiter? Oh, <laughs> not, not, not a big fan. <laughs> With his members-only jacket. No. 
Yeah. Speaking of License to Kill. Okay. Q in License to Kill. As a Bond buddy? Is one of my favorite Bond he buddies. Does, yeah, he is a Bond buddy in that one. Yeah. He just shows up and is like, I'm going to help you murder people. <laughs> the, just because of that movie, I'm allowing it. What about Free Rise Only? He kind of shows up to help a little bit, too. Flies a balloon, right? That's Octopussy. It's Octopussy. God damn it. <laughs> he shows up you as the people pri- really he like shows up all as, the components of Octopussy. He yeah. shows up as the priest in Free Your Eyes Only. Oh, right near okay. the end. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah. But uh, uh, the other one I have, Tiger Tanaka from You Only Live Twice. Oh, God. <laughs> the Japanese Bond. Yeah. <laughs> right. He basically is just like, hey, Bond, let's get laid. <laughs> And they're like, all these chicks come out and start Oh, that's right, yeah, them. he yeah. just opens up the door, and all of a sudden, how do you like your massage? Hey. Yeah, yep. <laughs> wow. And come on, a name like Tiger Tanaka. Pretty good name. Yeah. He does sound like a Street Fighter character. Mm-hmm. Is that the movie where Bond fights the dude with the couch? Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. Best couch fight. Yeah. Okay. All right. Is that all? Did you? No, you didn't oh, go. Um, Jeffrey Wright's Felix Leiter. I've really, I've thought a lot on that role, and kind of come way around i wasn't i i liked i liked him as the character but i didn't really like what they were doing with the character because i felt like they were kind of throwing a chance to really do something awesome away um but yeah i really really liked him so mm-hmm. yeah. yeah win for you it's pretty awesome sir win bond actors we're ranking them okay oh dear oh. might be some arguments here oh dear all right. Oh my. I'm going to go from worst to best. Yeah, worst to best. I'll just go. Lazenby, Dalton, Craig, Moore, Brosnan, Connery. Interesting. Uh, I have Lazenby, Craig, Brosnan, Dalton, Moore, Connery. Strangely enough. <laughs> hmm. I have two sets of ties. Uh-oh. <laughs> um, really? How yeah. do you choose? I, I don't know. Depends on the color of the shirt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am broken and will now murder you to death. Okay. Um, Lazenby and Dalton are tied at the bottom. Um, Craig and Moore are tied above that. Then Connery, then Brosnan. Brosnan I, I, bro- wait, Brosnan's top over Connery? He's my favorite Bond. Wow. Okay. I love how your he, two, like one of your ties are the two polar opposites, Moore and Craig. <laughs> yeah. Like, like the most pissed off one and the most glib one are your two yeah. tied for you. Um, it's weird. I I actually had it, the Lazenby Dalton tie, then Moore, then Craig, then Connery, then Brosnan. Mm-hmm. But thinking about it, Craig and Moore kind of tied because I'm, I'm really starting to like, I, I think Daniel Craig has actually kind of grown a bit into into the role and Skyfall I'm starting to pushed like him. him up the list for yeah, me. Yeah, I almost I almost put him above Brosnan, but then I was like Brosnan is a great Bond. He's just in four movies I hate. And that's the thing Brosnan <laughs> I think is the best Bond yeah. regardless of the movies he's given. I just I mean it's it's such a I can't rank him higher because like I thought I, can't. I, I didn't like any of his movies that much. Hmm. And Craig's movies are on the other yeah. hand mostly all in my top half. And I'll <laughs> also say like the the two the two things that that have Brosnan and uh, may have an influence on Brosnan and Connery being at the top of my list is Brosnan was my formative years, the new Bond movies that came out as I was, you know, growing up and and getting to experience these in the theater. Sure. And Connery was the original, you know, that 
dad and I sat down and watched when TBS was running the marathons, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. TBS or TNT, whichever. So, but Brosnan all the way, baby. All right. Chuck. Uh, <laughs> uh, Which or? Le- le- I'll go worst to best. Um, Lazenby, Craig, Dalton, Connery, Brosnan, Roger Moore. I figured you would do that. Because <laughs> I'm a hipster. I know. I get it. Mm-hmm. No. No, hipster would have been putting Dalton at the top or Lazenby yeah. at the top. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. it really is. It's so much with more is it's what you want out of these movies. Yep. Exactly. That's it. And, and to a lesser extent, Brosnan as well, mm-hmm. which I, you know, and really I, you know, I only saw those movies for the first time in the last two months. Mm-hmm. So I, the thing, the thing about me with Connery and it, it's probably, I, I probably can nail it down to one thing is like the later bond movies that he did before diamonds are forever. His disgust at having to do that role was obvious in his performance. And that gives me, uh, you know, that just leaves a sour taste in my mouth watching it. He's not having fun when all this crazy cool shit is going on. And so therefore, fuck you, you know, I mean, yeah. Yeah. You only live twice. It's probably the worst that he gets. I think. Yeah. He's just so just disgusted. He's just, bleh, I don't want to be doing this. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I mean, wish Dalton had more chances because I, you know, his first movie was mediocre, yeah. and License to Kill obviously was fantastic. Yeah, that's why he's so low on mine. Is I love him in License to Kill, but can't like I don't want to say can't stand, but just he's so mayonnaise in I, and I really in like him in, in that. Living I, Daylights. I liked him in that. I just thought the movie overall was mediocre, and License yeah. to Kill was yeah. awesome. So yeah. that's why he's number. Poor Lazenby. Guy never had a chance, man. If yeah. they just had but, not put him in the worst outfits ever, yeah, he might have been okay. Outfits, they dub his voice part of that. He's just, oh yeah, that's bad too. Yeah, yeah and he turns out to be a real life asshole during the making of it. Yeah, so yeah. it's fired. Yeah, so yep. Yep. you guy. get the bottom. <laughs> yeah, you get the bottom. Yep, but I mean, it's it's always interesting. I think to think about like when people talk about Craig and how good he is, they're like, well, he's so much like the books. And to me, like I appreciate that the books exist and that they were there first, but I think hewing to only like saying, well, Bond should only be what's in the books. He should only be this hard-nosed asshole. And it's kind of like, I don't know. It's like when you listen to all around, all along the watchtower, it's like you may have had Dylan before that, but everyone thinks about Jimi Hendrix's version. And that's kind of how I view Bond is it's like Bond, like it became something else once it moved into the movie realm. Sure. That is, that is the best analogy I think I've heard all year. Good job. (laughs) Well, thanks. Best, yeah, but best Bond analogy. Yes, there we go. Yes, best analogy <laughs> goes, to, goes to me. <laughs> best analogy that I haven't made myself. Ah, oh, of course. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, you had some good ones. I'm, I'm Applebee's excellent. cook and stuff. Yes. So. But yeah. <laughs> but no, but I mean, that's, that's how I always view these. And it's kind of like so much of it really does revolve around which one you saw first. And that's sure. probably why Moore is so high on mine, even though I really don't like him in half the movies. <laughs> He's still ranked number three for me. Yeah. He was my favorite for a long time. And he was when I was growing up, too. And then it was kind of like, once I saw the Connery ones, I'm like, no, this is how it should be. Because to me, Connery strikes that balance between everything. You know, he's, he's, he's always the coolest guy in the room. He always looks like he'd kick anybody's ass. And he always looks like he could pick up any chick that he feels like picking up. And he can fix a flat tire. Yep. <laughs> Later. <laughs> yeah. With a trainer. Yep. Yep. Yeah. 
All right. Okay. So should we go on to worst Bond movies? Yeah. Because um, we're not going to read our entire list. Because no, 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 no. Go yeah. on Letterboxd. You want to see my list? You want to see Chuck's list? I mean, we yeah. could we could put it up on the site. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, we can we can post them there. Yeah. But I think we just rattle them out. Yeah, sure. I, I can rattle off my bottom six right now. Okay. Bottom six only because I was going to do bottom never three because I mean yeah time <laughs> yeah okay yeah I'm just going to say them real quick but never say never again is the only reason I don't have five I have six because that still kind of shouldn't count but okay. it's still terrible enough. enough to be included but yeah uh, six view to a kill going down world is not enough diamonds are forever never say never again die another day and then octopussy is at the very bottom mm. yep deal with it Chuck. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I just <laughs> okay. I mean, I, I, I've talked about it when we got to those weeks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, sure. Yeah, this, this should be quick part. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if we're do, if, all right, if we want to do bottom five, then for me, going to the bottom, it's uh, Tomorrow Never Dies, Moonraker, Goldeneye, Die Another Day, Octopussy. Mm. So we're pretty close on the bottom there. <laughs> Harlow and I share Bond tastes. Well, except for the other ones, because Tomorrow Never Dies is probably in your top five. Uh, mm. Not quite. <laughs> I think it was seventh. <laughs> um, for me. Even though I do like them for nostalgia reasons, um, you can take the Brosnan movies, which are generally okay, except Goldeneye. I love Goldeneye. Um, what? What? Which one? Goldeneye. 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 Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Oh. Oh. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it was like it was like you were speaking a different language. <laughs> it's weird. I didn't understand what you were saying. I was trying to do it fast. Okay. okay. Oh. Um, you can take the Brosnans and. Quantum of Solace, mm-hmm. and just throw them up in the air in which order, whichever order they land. Um, but I still love the Brosnan movies just sure. because of Pierce Brosnan's joie de vivre and bondness. Okay, so, <laughs> but they're still kind of crap, super crap, super crap. Neat. Uh, <laughs> okay, my bottom five. I'm not including Never Say Never Again because it's not official. Um, but let me just say real quick that. Rewatching all these, there wasn't one that I actively disliked in any way. So when I get to the one that that I'm saying is the worst, it's still a movie I enjoyed. It's just the one okay. I enjoyed the least. So I, I can't say that about Octopus. Well, that's <laughs> fine. Here. I mean, Die Another Day, I still enjoy on a tiniest level. Mm. Like it, I, I don't hate myself Before it for turns watching to shit. No, no I'm just saying enjoyment. No, in it. I mean, there's. Even after that, it's still like, okay, this is a stupid fun at this point. But Octopus is like so snooze inducing. That's that's my problem. Is is like, I would not want to. If someone said, do you want to uh, get a cavity filled or watch Octopussy right now? I'd probably think about the health of my teeth. Man. Ouch. Bottom five. Uh, the Living Daylights, Thunderball, On Her Majesty's Secret Service, The World Is Not Enough, Dr. No. Oh. Wow. Wow. Whoa. You just, you just you, stabbed Harlow you in the heart. Me, you wounded me twice with that little list there. Ugh. Sorry. I'm sorry. I liked all of those, but like, there's an you hour like and a half of least. underwater bullshit in Thunderball, yeah, I, and Doctor No is is the, the parts of it are so goddamn slow. It's like, yes, beginning to end, it's a good movie, but I wouldn't want to watch it again, mm. not anytime soon. All right. all right, is it time for our top fives? Yes, let's Why do not? it. All right, number five for me, Thunderball. Number four, Casino Royale. Number three is Skyfall. Nice. Number two is License to Kill. Yeah. And number one is Goldfinger. It has remained number one. Damn. But my biggest surprise is License to Kill jumping all the way up there. But that 
movie's fucking terrific. Mm-hmm. I wish people would believe us. I know it's I. I still I can't believe people hate it so much. Yeah. But yeah, Thunderball. I. It's a little bit long. It's it's one of the few where I feel like all right, wrap it up. <laughs> but I still there's so much that I love that's going on in that movie. Mm-hmm. Just to mention six and seven, I've got Goldfinger and Skyfall, so they're there. They're close. All right. Uh, number five for me for your eyes only. Okay. Number four, Casino Royale. Number three, Live and Let Die. Number two, License to Kill. And number one, Dr. No. Ouch. Dr. No. Wow. Our votes cancel each other out. Fight. <laughs> Dr. No, again, that's my that's my Bond blueprint, so it hasn't changed, like, despite all the other awesome. Fair enough. In no entirely particular order, mm-hmm. with one exception. Um <laughs> Number three is firmly number three. <laughs> right, number three is exactly in the middle of them. Um, but in my in my top five, Doctor No, Goldfinger, Goldeneye, License to Kill, and Skyfall. Wow. I think Goldfinger has to be the one. It is the one. It's pretty much. It's so hard to beat that. I think. Well, I found five to beat it, but it's, <laughs> it's still really high. Well, Don't get me wrong. That's because you're an idiot. So, to me, it's oh here we go. To me, Goldfinger is the one that doesn't do anything wrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It seems like everything else, there's something in that and go, I, eh. I can pick things. I, I don't want to nitpick Goldfinger because it's really high on the list, but there are goofy things that are wrong. I mean, the gassing <laughs> right. of the military troops, they all just kind of... <laughs> that <laughs> whole scene. I know, I know, yeah. I know, I know. It's just... It's the drama queen. It's so they, yeah. 60s. They were like, happy to be in the movie. It's a product of its time that, that doesn't knock the entertainment value of it. I know. I mean, like I said, there's still things I can nit, it's nitpick, nitpick. You're not allowed to nitpick that okay. though, since it's oh. a fake. How people don't know how to pass out f- well fake. They're nobody. Mm-hmm. They're not there's no training in that. Yeah. <laughs> they, they don't know how to pass out. <laughs> nitpick, nitpick. Yeah. That's a stupid nitpick. It's number six. Yeah. Any, any surprises for you guys in rewatching these? Like license to kill. I mean, yeah. I knew I liked it. Because that, mm-hmm. that, to me, like I said, I started with Dalton Bond. That was like the first ones I saw either yeah. in the theater or like fresh to video. And I remember liking License to Kill, like going, wow, that was a lot better than the last one. I, now I'm starting to see what these Bond thing people are talking about. But to rank it number two now, I would not have called that. Yeah. Every time I see it, I'm like, oh, yeah, I like this. Yeah. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> I'm, I, I may have started with A View to a Kill, actually. that I, Somewhere right around there was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and extending... It, if you'll allow me to briefly extend into the realm of my top 10, oh those being six through 10. Um, I don't know where it is, but Casino Royale made it into my top 10. It's probably number 10, but on rewatching it, I appreciate that movie a lot more. Good. Okay. And Skyfall surprised me making it into my top five. Yeah. So, Well, and the other surprise is my number nine j- jumping up a lot higher Post watching License to Kill is on our Majesty Secret Service. That jumped up like three spots. Yeah, for me, that one and Goldeneye were my surprises that they dropped as far as they did. But yeah. like, there's a lot of on her Majesty Secret Service I didn't like, and Goldeneye, the breakneck pace, bothered me for some. And that soundtrack, yeah. God, that fucking soundtrack, worst Bond thing. <laughs> soundtrack to Goldeneye. Yeah, editing my rankings. Okay. All right. I mean, you're just talking about surprises that that like yeah. I said literally changed post watching another one. It, it mm-hmm. suddenly was like, oh, this makes this better. All right, I just I'm just gonna say these, and you guys can laugh all you want. Number five, Moonraker. Number four, Diamonds Are Forever. Number three, License to Kill. Number two, Goldfinger. And number one, A View to a Kill. There, that's it. That's the official list. You like goofiness. 
The official list of Chuck, a.k.a. Smarmy Jerk Face. Whatever. A.k.a. Water Cooler Films. And uh, I, will, I will say coming in at a close number six is Die Another Day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, where's where's uh, You Only Live Twice for you? Uh, number 10. 10, okay. It's up there. Because you seem to like when it goes crazy, zany, I do. wacky, I space it. laser, yes, I love volcano I got, I've, stuff. I've got that at number 10. Oh, strangely. <laughs> 10 buddies. Yeah. <laughs> Can we do our worst Bond thing? Yeah, thing? sure. What's you your have worst one, bond thing? one one terrible Bond thing. I want to hear your worst Bond thing. Okay. My worst Bond thing is giving Pierce Brosnan those movies to work with. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> a and running pretty theme. egregious. Yeah. Yeah. Giving a guy who's like, perfect for Bond. A guy who is perfect for the role, giving him those studio nightmares, like we said. Cartoons. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, cartoons. I can yeah. name That's my one, about right. I can name my one worst Bond thing, and it's about three seconds long. It's the slide whistle yes. and the amazing oh, stunts. No, yep. no. Mine, mine as well. Not worst slide Bond whistle. Thing. Yes. Yep. I mean, okay. It's amazing the worst. stunt. I've just amended my thing again. <laughs> the slide whistle because that stunt is amazing, and yeah. it's just like you just undid the awesomeness of yep. that with that little noise. I like it because it's so bad. I don't know. No. Like, yes, that thing is I, like having amazing sex, and then suddenly she farts. <laughs> <laughs> That's what that slide whistle. It's a it's the mid sex fart, and you just there's no recovering from it. It's, it's ruined everything. It makes me laugh. <laughs> I mean, fart? so does a mid sex <laughs> fart. Yeah, exactly. I'm the kind of man who can go on after that sort of thing. Well, I'm a strong uh, and competent lover. Sure. Okay. Slide whistle is just the Dutch oven. And <laughs> just Dutch ovens that movie. Yep, it's the worst. It's like the half a worm in your apple. It's like uh, rain on your, on your wedding, wedding day. day. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a free ride. I've already paid. Oh, the Who irony was a thought to figure. Uh, Life is a funny world. Okay, if you're still with us. <laughs> yeah. At this point, we have. It's time we come to the listener uh, submitted things that we promised a while back that mm-hmm. will may or may not net the best of Bond CD. Yes. And uh, we also, Great best of Bond. Yeah, we may also throw in some like you know something, some prizes from the DVD pile or some other things for runners up. But we'll, yeah. we will do all the contacting. It of, is the 150th episode. Yeah, yeah so. we got prizes. We uh, we will contact winners and runners up via email mm-hmm. privately. So because mm-hmm. we have to deliberate. But let's start. I think uh, we have mostly emails. We have one voicemail uh, entries. Okay, we do. Uh, this one comes from Adam. Hi, Adam. He just says Adam. I don't know where he's from. Oh, okay, no, he's, no, he says greetings from the snow. Snow cane apocalypse doomed northeast. The okay. Snow, the so. snow cane. And he says so he's in the snow cane. If he doesn't make it, tell Ava Green he loves her. So we're going to have to fight Adam uh-huh. and I. He says, blow my findings regarding the best of Bond. Oh, findings? Ooh, a study. He's found something, yes. <laughs> uh, he's picked Connery as the best Bond. Hmm. Undisputed, indisputable. Hmm. Uh, it says Daniela Bianchi from, uh, from Russia with Love. Best Bond girl. Yep. Okay. Yep. Because he thinks she's way, way, way hot. All right. And that the series would have ended because Bond <laughs> yes. should just shack and up Any sane man would have retired from the spy game and made an honest angel of her ending the series at two movies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Apparently we're all insane. <laughs> yeah, though he is. He, he does like uh, Ursula Andress's bikini and Dr. No, so maybe it only would have been sure. one. You Dr. never know. He does say he cannot manage any intelligible thought about this. Hey, you and BJ. <laughs> now, yeah. now he has to fight BJ. This is a yeah. uh, girl, <laughs> Ursula. Yeah, best villain. He's got Goldfinger. 
Good. No Mr. Bond, oh. et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. I yeah. agree with you, sir. And he's got Odd Job as the best henchman, which Yeah. Sure. Yeah, I think Odd Job's the best one. Yep. Yeah, but sidekick he agrees with us about uh Karen Bay and From Rush with Love. And he also loves the train fight, says that's the best fight in the series between uh Connery and Robert Shaw in From Rush with Love. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I mean it's a good fight. It is a good fight. I like that one in the elevator and one of the later ones in quantum of solace no 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 one of the old ones where they're they're just in an elevator and it's it's awkward oh in uh diamonds are forever yeah yeah Yeah. that one is pretty good actually yeah yeah and that was when jill st john was still smart at that point in the right she hadn't she hadn't before she turned (laughs) stupid her iq hadn't plummeted off a cliff at that point Uh, uh, he does say the best one-liner is shocking so yes, this, this is a man who understands. Oh, see you later, irrigator. <laughs> oh, that's such a, that's so dumb. And he also agrees with us on best song, Goldfinger. He, he says, I think that's all. Orbis non-sufficient, Adam. He had some other stuff, but we're running along here. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he says, P.S. I think Bond took Benzedrine with champagne to prepare to gamble with Drax at M's Club in Moonraker, BJ. That is correct. All right. You two can agree and then fight over. And he was also the one that told us we have a lot of thoughts about Madonna. Yes. (laughs) You guys have rather a lot of thoughts about Madonna. Mm -hmm. All negative. We do. Mm -hmm. Should have retired after Rayolite. Nicely done, sir. That was a good list. Um, John P. Mm -hmm. First ever caller to the Bamcast hotline. A little bit of Bamcast trivia for you there. Did you know that, Chuck? I did not. John P. was the first ever caller to the Bamcast hotline. I did not. Well, aside from us testing the line. Oh, okay. I guess that would have been my guess, but... No, it wouldn't. You wouldn't have guessed that. I would have guessed that you guys called it first. John P. says, here are a couple of my favorite Bond moments. Mm -hmm. He says, Mr. Kid, Mr. Wint holding hands and diamonds are forever. A moment meant to signify that, yes, not only are these two vicious psychotic killers, but they're queer as well. Take that, liberal America, or, you know, something. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Obama. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So He also says, I genuinely love how over it Bond is in The Man with the Golden Gun when it comes to sex. He can barely handle being in Goodnight's presence, and her insistence that she be taken even remotely seriously in the bedroom causes his eyes to roll involuntarily. (laughs) This Bond is all about business first and foremost, which is pretty awesome. And... That is true. That scene. Yeah. That is one of Roger Moore's better ones. Mm-hmm. I mean, even though it's kind of like, you know, your threes company type thing, like hide in the closet because the other, you know, that is still great. It's a fun scene. Chuck's going to love this. Oh, good. <laughs> My favorite Bond song may well be Gladys Knight's License to Kill. God damn it. There's just something so <laughs> gloriously bombastic and cheesy about that track, how it continues to become more dramatic without a second of hesitation. She is going straight for your heart, and there is nothing you can do to stop her, you man. <laughs> I was actually listening to that, what was it, yesterday, I think it were Sure. Skyfall Day. Weeks mm-hmm. ago. And, mm-hmm. and that one ratcheted quite a quite a long ways up my list Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's just ridiculous you know what the worst thing for me about that song is like the opening notes all i hear is very special christmas <laughs> <laughs> so that's all i can hear whenever the turn 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 that's very i just special hear very special christmas i get it thanks for putting that in my head you're welcome too mm. Like all right. Christmas Jones? That, that's very special Christmas. <laughs> yes. Yeah, she's very special, all right. Uh, last one he's got here. 
favorite what in God's name were they thinking moment. Mm-hmm. The scene in Moonraker where the villain sets a pack of bloodthirsty dogs after one of Bond's secretary gal pals. Secondary. <laughs> she wasn't Secondary. Sec- she wasn't uh, a secretary. Yes, I'm editorializing. Oh. oh. Not really. Gal pal. <laughs> Their pursuit of her is shot in beautiful slow motion and set to the sound of church bells. Seemingly in an attempt to distract us from how horrifying this will be once the camera cuts away. She was mauled to death by those dogs, and Bond will never think about her again. It's so insane and sad. John P. Yeah, that's why I think it works. Mm-hmm. That it, was it is a horrifying brutal, moment. Yeah. yeah, that is one of like the the creepiest, worst moments in the whole series. Yeah, is that? I mean, it's like especially. I mean, and it's in Moonraker. Yeah, I know. Like goofy space laser jaws falls in love movie. Moonraker. It's the last 10 minutes of the movie. Everything else is pure classic Bond. I know. Including dog kills. Yes, including dog. But, you know, think about that and die another day. It's like, I guess if you're going to put crazy, put it in the beginning. Don't put it at the end because that's all anybody ever remembers about the movie. Sure. I don't know. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> good point. Thank you, John. Those are some good favorite things. Okay, so uh, let's let's go to the one voicemail that we got. Uh, one entry into this uh into this little contest. Mm-hmm. Hello, you guys. It's Mike from Pittsburgh. My choice for worst Bond villain is Elliot Carver. Do you recognize that name? You saw the movie less than a month ago, but I would not be surprised if you don't recognize the name. That's the guy from Toronto Never Dies. And either he is the rare instance of a Bond villain being literally self-destructive and counterproductive and just insane, or his uh, screenwriter is just a really bad screenwriter. I don't understand what he's trying to do. I mean, back in the Cold War, or even you know nowadays, you can have one government that wants to spark a war between the two superpowers and then clean up afterwards and take over. But what is his plan? He wants to sell newspapers. I don't understand what else he wants to do. Um, he hires Vincent Schiavelli with a German accent to be one of his top henchmen. I mean, that shows great instincts. He really should have just been pictured in a darkened room, never actually seen, just giving orders, and then have Stamper go around as the real badass in the movie, because Stamper is an awesome character. And Elliot Carver instead goes around, marching around his office, carrying his little handheld computer around and typing really, really fast. That's his superpower. That's what makes him a great character. He can type incredibly fast. Apparently, that is how you indicate that you are a super rich, super powerful man with the ability to become an evil media mogul. So that is my choice for worst Bond villain, and I don't know why Jonathan Price has to speak in that accent either. I think he should have just been hidden in darkness throughout the movie. Or maybe he just deleted from the script. Out. Yes, Elliot Carver. So that's Mr. Stompa. <sighs> Stompa was. I kind of disagree with that a little bit. I mean, the character is goofy, but his plan is not to sell more newspapers. His plan is that his ego has gone so far out of whack that he wants to be causing world-changing events. He's not doing it to sell newspapers. That's just sort of a byproduct. He's is do- it? <laughs> it, it, yeah. I mean, he's. He's doing these well, things so because his he's cable crazy. network will have yeah, exclusive say, rights. He's basically it's all about Turner, money, right? I mean, that's yeah, it's all yeah. about money. It's about money, but it's not necessarily so he can be lauded as the biggest newspaper magnet of you know the world. It's because he's fucking crazy and wants the world to blow up. Yeah. That's why. Well, he's yeah, like he's he, like one half Bill Gates, one half Ted Turner in that movie. Yeah, basically. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just but yeah, he does speechify know. too much and just eh, it's fine. Yeah. At least he gets a 
drill torpedo thing to the face. Yes, he does. Drill pedo. Drill pedo. New from the asylum. Pierce Brosnan gets to tell him, (laughs) give the people what they want. Right. Drills to the face. Cuts his face apart with a drill. (laughs) Yay, murder. (laughs) Isn't that what Bond films are about? Yes. Yes, That's why I was celebrating. He's licensed. All right, we got one from Ben H. I think this is the first time Ben's written us. So thanks for writing, Ben. Sounds new. But yeah, he's a... he says, first off, congratulations on finishing the Bond Marathon. Thank you. Yay. I've decided to conduct my own Bond Marathon in the true Banffcast style, hmm. complete with a 30-minute discussion on the merits of the week's Bond film following my viewing. Unfortunately, I don't have a podcast, so I plan to give my critiques to the employees working the drive-in window at the nearby Crystal. <laughs> I'm sure they'll enjoy my insight. They already seem to love my 30-minute recitations of passages from Edgar Lee Masters' Spoon River Anthology, which hmm. I perform for them nightly between 6.45 and 7.15. My readings are in very high demand, judging from the line of cars that develops behind me as I speak mellifluously into the tiny red speaker box that is bedecked with pictures of tiny greasy squares of onion and meat product. Huh. <laughs> he then goes on to give a suggestion that we'll read next week. But uh, he says, love the podcast, guys. Good work. Thanks, Ben. Well, thanks, Ben. Um, For those of you that don't know, Crystal uh, is a lot like White Castle. Yeah. yeah some people may not have crystals in their area. Yeah. So pretend we said if, White Castle. And if not, if you don't know what a White Castle is, it's little tiny square burgers that are. Mm-hmm. All right, we got two left. Okay. One will go post credits. Yes. Before we get there, th- thanks to our friend Josh, of course. Mm-hmm. He had a grand finale for episode 150, the end of the Bond Marathon, but we'll get to that. But before that, we got it from our friend Kurt, the rock from Bangkok. Formerly. Now in the US. Yeah. I guess full time? I don't know. Either Pretty way. So. Kurt, we can't discuss operational security. We can't discuss it. Yes, it is national security. So he says, best line of the franchise. Hi, guys. I realize this entry is coming at the wire. If it's too late to consider, I totally understand. It is never too late to consider, Kurt. Well, actually, it would be if you had sent it an hour from now, but (laughs) I digress. He says, my suggestion is for the best line in any James Bond film. It's the only time in all my years of seeing 007 movies opening weekend going back to A View to a Kill that an audience has simply erupted in applause. At the end of Casino Royale, Mr. White, having asked, who is this, to the mysterious caller on his phone, promptly has his leg shot out from under him. He crawls to the steps up his Italian villa, only to find himself staring up at Daniel Craig, who is holding an Ericsson mobile phone and a suppressed Heckler & Koch UMP submachine gun. Craig then delivers this line. Hi, I'm Daniel Craig, the new James Bond. You know, this is a role of a lifetime for me. I wasn't sure if I should take it, since I've got a pretty diverse and respected portfolio already. But the producers of this franchise you all love so much seem to think I was just what was needed to shake things up, so I took it. Except no one believed them, and in the past year I've been ridiculed, vilified, and marginalized. I've been called James Bland by the Daily Mirror, and there's a whole website, craigisnotbond.com, dedicated to tearing me down, and everyday internet trolls post new mocking photoshops of me on it. Eon Productions has been flooded with petitions demanding they fire me. I've been called too short, too blonde, too ugly. I've been attacked in the press for not liking guns. Newsflash, most people who don't live in the U.S. feel the same way. And mocked for not knowing how to drive a stick shift. Actually, I do, but never mind. Bottom line is, every morning for the past year, I've woken up and gone to work playing a role most people wish would be taken away from me and given back to Pierce Brosnan. Fuck (laughs) them. I've layered on muscle, poured on charm, and transformed myself into something you have never seen before. I've made the most mature, emotionally nuanced, and genuinely exciting Bond film since Goldfinger. I've rejuvenated the franchise, made it respectable again, and shattered opening weekend box office records. I fucking own 007. Actually, he says, I fucking pwn 007. <laughs> Good. You internet trolls want Pierce back? Well, you can suck my left knot on a windy day because he's never coming back. 
And guess what? After this movie, no one else is going to want him back. This is my franchise now. I saved it. I rehabilitated it. This war is over and you all lost. Oh, and tonight, when you're wondering why your girlfriend is suddenly so affectionate, it's because she wants to imagine I'm the one plowing her. <laughs> but how he said it was, the name's Bond, James Bond. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I didn't remember that scene played out differently in their theater. That than... was the director's cut. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Huh. We should let Kurt direct more movies. <laughs> I agree. Kurt for director of the year. Give him <laughs> yes. an Oscar. Or maybe a CD. Yeah, he that, that's a solid entry right there. So pretty good email, Kurt. Yeah, we said we Kurt. said to sell it and yeah. Sold it. I think you get coffee, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I do use my coffee mug every day. Yeah. I meant for closers. <laughs> oh, oh. Yeah. Whatever. I'm a closer. Okay. He closed out this podcast. Right. That's right. Well, almost. Yes, almost, because we do have to play Josh's uh, latest entry. And mm-hmm. uh, also, we should probably tell people some contact information really quickly. Very quickly. BMFcast.com. That's all you need. Okay. Sweet. I don't, I don't want to hold people up from Josh. That's fine. That's fair enough. Yeah. Well, let's get on to Josh, shall we? We shall. Happy 150 to all of you. Hooray. Thanks for listening. I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm The Beach. And I'm Chuck. And this is BMFcast Out. Somehow you found me I tried to hide from your light But like heaven above me The podcast to love me Is keeping all my secrets safe tonight And nobody does it better Why'd you have to be five jocks? The way that you hold me Whenever you hold me There's some kind of magic inside you That keeps me from running But just keep it coming How'd you learn to do
Congratulations on 150 episodes, guys. Here's to 150 more. I love you guys. Marry me. Bamfcast will return in episode 151. The podcast who loved me. <laughs>